Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Technology is not always your friend, folks. Just wanted to know that. Oh, boy. Remember that in life. Yeah. Justin's, uh, your good Uncle Justin says, your fun Uncle Justin says, technology is not always great. After years of analog mixing boards, I switched to a digital mixing board here in the beautiful Brewing Network studio. And uh, it fucks with you still. Once I saw you go underneath the desk, I was I turned to these guys here and I said, "It's going to be a long night. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're, you just just lock in, right? Take get another beer. We're going to be here for a while." <laughs> Welcome to the studio, uh, my co-host for tonight, Mr. Sean Sully O'Sullivan. Welcome back, it's, Sully. It's great to be back. It's been a long time. It's, it's been a. I mean, I can't even tell you the last time I was here. No, or right. last time I saw you in person. That's true. Uh, you have done the show without me, which I uh, appreciate so much. You helped JP out a whole bunch. I did it. Out of my kitchen on Zoom, that yeah. was or whatever it was, right? That was uh, you know, <laughs> and I'm now on a Zoom boycott. So I, uh, so you'll notice there are fewer shows than normal. I tend to stack them up um, because I'm only doing in studio shows right now. And I think that's we have to we have to get back to it. That's I what mean, I'm trying to do. I'm I'm fed up with with Zoom. I mean, the pandemic's over, right? We it's, talked about that earlier. It's people are back. Everybody's coming back. They're, everybody's out and spending a lot of money again, right? Yeah, they they're at know. somebody's bar, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> People are out doing things again. They are. Uh, Moxa Brewing Company is in the studio with us. Uh, Derek and Corey are back. Thank you guys for being here. Yeah, really? Glad to be, be here. here. Appreciate it. It's been a couple years at least. Four. Uh, four, years. four years. They're, they're not counting, but oh, it's wow. been four years. No, right. we, we were here when we were like 10 days old. Oh, is that is that right? Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. I didn't. I don't remember that being the case. And what's funny about that too is because uh, people were just already talking about you too. That's why we wanted yeah. you on the show. So you had a lot of hype going on. Yeah, there's a there was some um, yes excitement before we opened. A lot of t shirts being sold, people wearing it everywhere, and people were just questioning who we are, who we are. Right. And uh, yeah, opened up and hit the ground running. 
Well, now we're going to find out if all the hype is real. <laughs> That's what we're here today. It's an intervention. Four years is the yeah, hype we're gonna, real. <laughs> we're going to check in on it and see. <laughs> Uh, but I'm glad you guys are in the studio. Right off the bat, I've already got one of your uh, beers in my glass. Uh, a thankfully a West Coast IPA called Jovi. Right? Tell yes. Us, tell us about this beer. What hops? I think I wrote them down. Even so, it's West Coast IPA, six point seven percent. Hops are uh, hand selected Strata and Mosaic, as well as Mosaic Incognito. Mm. Um, just very pale grist bill, um, heavily hopped. Uh, and just a, a showcase of really great American hops. It's a great beer. It's amazing. Honestly, I, I hadn't had a sip of it until you just started talking about it. I wanted to wait. And that's just unbelievable. It's nice, I right? Mean, I went and picked up beer for this event, drove up to Rockland. That's where Moxa is, folks, if you want to go check them out. And, um, and Derek gave me a four pack of this for myself. And um, it's, our, it's gone already. I just picked it up the other day. And it was just too good. I drank the whole four pack over the weekend. I mean, it's bright. It's got a nice bitterness to it, but it's not too aggressive. The hop flavor and aroma are just out of this world. Yeah. And Strata. I'm a big yeah, Strata fan too. right now. Yeah. Right? Sully, have you, are you guys using this hop too? I've been using it at the pub. I'm back brewing at the pub. You are? Yeah. Okay. We don't have to, just, that could be a whole episode in itself. I don't want to take away, but... Okay, we have a lot to talk uh, about. Yeah. Let me do a couple quick things and we just okay. get right. I was telling everybody before the show, um, you know, that we just... This is a tight ship we run around here. I know. Um, so, uh, of course, yeah, exactly. I did want to say, uh, thanks to all the brewers, uh, uh, who participated in spring brews festival, yourself included yeah. Sully. Um, I know it falls every year on your anniversary party, I think up at Moxa. Isn't that what it is? Yes, it again. Yeah. yeah. It was our member party <laughs> where we just, uh, our members are allowed to bring them and their friends and we all pitch in to, uh, buy a venue and have oh, yeah. the biggest bottle share. Oh, basically nice. in America. Wow. Yeah, it was about 300 something people. Right. Uh, we had a DJ. We provide some lighter beers, but, you know, everyone's bringing their their stouts, their everything they've been saving up to share during the pandemic. They all brought out that day. Oh, wow. Just had one huge rager. That's awesome. I always get all hurt when uh, brewers don't accept my invite to the beer festival and uh, yourselves Sorry. included. But no, then someone told me who was who was like going to it. They're like, because they had to choose between my fest and your event and they chose your event too. And the guys tell me about it. I was like, Oh yeah, that's acceptable. That's a really good excuse to know. <laughs> that sounds like a really good event. Um, you were okay after you heard that. Yeah. Then I was, I stopped making, I stopped making insulting comments about Moxa. Stop scre- you stopped yeah. screaming at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, the, the beer festival went, went very well. Um, you know, definitely we were a little rusty after two yeah. years away. Trying to figure it out probably. Uh, yeah. And I think, I think people and brewers are still trying to figure it out. So we had, eh, about 10 or 15 less brewers than normal. Um, and I actually attribute a lot of that to, um, you know, some of you had other events, but others others said yes in the beginning and then kind of came back and said, you know what, we're still understaffed. We, yes. we can't even Staffing be there that issue. day. And you know, so I really kind of felt for brewers like that, that that just to keep the tape, the tasting room open, we that we can't go to your event. We're so sorry. You know, yeah, we, I mean, we have that same problem with the 21st Amendment, just trying to get enough staff to, you know, pull a shift. Yes. Yeah. So I really felt for that. There's a couple of breweries, um, but we still, we, we had, uh, you know, over 50 breweries still came out. Um, but we also had, you know, I think people still really are trying to get their heads around this thing. So our, our event of course is, is outdoor, but you know, we probably had a thousand less people uh, this year. And, and I, I misjudged that. I huh. thought people just raring to go. It's outdoors. No big deal. I was actually expecting, you know, busier than ever. And, uh, 
you know, we're still learning about this stuff and how people are reacting. Cause I think a lot of people were just still like, I don't know, man, 2000 people, even if it's yeah. in a park, we're all just shoulder to shoulder drinking beer. I don't know. About and if that. you haven't done that for a while, I mean, that's understandable. Yeah. You know, you, I mean, yeah. the other places it's like a free for all. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, I live in Berkeley and you know, people are still wearing like, you know, masks to the gas station. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it, a lot of learning experience and then definitely, boy, did Bevo and I had this event like dialed in. Man, two years off, you just forget. <laughs> you forget everything. Or maybe because I had COVID. I have COVID brain. Isn't that a thing that, we're, that you have now? I you don't know. You could blame it on it that. Was, yeah, every, if you had, if everybody had COVID brain then because none of us, we were all like chickens with our heads cut off. Yeah. Uh, but it was a great event. And I just wanted to thank all of those uh, that did come out. Um, we, we did raise money for our nonprofit, the, the TSBA, the Arts Foundation. And um, it was great to see everybody in the park again. It was great that, you know, the brewers were just so happy again. And I think it did start to feel like something normal. Like, uh, Hey, if the spring brews festival is back, we were always like the start of the season. Yeah. You know? An indicator that things are getting better. So yeah. it's so, going to build. Yeah. I hope so. So that was, uh, I was happy about how it turned out and happy that people came out. So I just wanted to say thanks to all of you, um, uh, for being a part of that. Um, and then thanks to our sponsors. Um, white labs, uh, was a sponsor of ours, um, as always. And it was great to have them, um, and more beer, uh, who always chips in there. They're, they're, they're on our glassware, um, again this year. So yeah, thanks to our sponsors who, uh, who helped us out, including bats sanitation, who gave us uh, a great deal. So any of you planning events again, if you haven't gotten through this already, good Lord, have prices gone up just like everything else in your life. <laughs> But I mean, like, oh in a ridiculous God. way. Like, it, not, 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 it's not even justifiable. Ice, for example. <laughs> Can someone please talk to me about the ice shortage? Like, what is, the, su water. What is the supply chain issue with ice? Ice well, bags. There's toilet paper, there's gasoline price, and then there's ice. <laughs> and, the, and the ice, you, you freeze it right here. It's not being shipped. I didn't buy ice from Alaska. I bought fucking Richmond ice. It might have been cheaper to buy it from Alaska and have it <laughs> You know, and so all of our costs went up. And But some of them, some of them just made me kind of lose my mind. Ice is, here's what they did. It's twice as expensive per bag, but the bag is smaller too. Oh, shit. <laughs> the, okay, you all been doing this for a while. When you go to a beer festival, you get a couple 20-pound bags yeah, of ice. They just Some guy brings them on a, a dolly and drops them off here. And that's it. 16 pounds now. Yeah. That's the number, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why. Did the, Was there a plastic bag shortage that would it only, you could only get 16 pound bags maybe? Uh, and, the, and double. So we paid a fortune but, for ice. But if you go to Costco, yeah. which still sells 20 pound bags, <laughs> by the way. So someone's got bags. It is $3. A bag. $3 a bag. What do we pay? Nine. Oh my God. Eight. We paid eight. I thought we paid 10. No, I went with the other company that we had never used before because they quoted less. Oh, yeah. Another company, the one everyone uses, right? Glacier or whatever. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't mind saying their name. Fuck them. Yeah. They are like, <laughs> they give us the price quote, and but they won't guarantee a delivery. <laughs> so we're like, so we need it on this morning, you know, like by 10 a.m. at the, the day of your yeah. event. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, no, we can't really guarantee a delivery window. But then. <laughs> and I'm like. Well, the event's over at four. <laughs> like, yeah, no, we don't have a window for you. What? Nice, <laughs> won't we'll be ready. At seven o'clock in the morning, yeah. they called me and they're like, we're here with your ice delivery. And I was like, 
We canceled you. I didn't even <laughs> you got canceled. an order. What are you talking about? Glacier's canceled. I'm calling it right now. Cancel. <laughs> it was a freaking, that's, that set the tone for my day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, just a bunch of stuff like that was was kind of strange. Uh, I, I don't know. There's a toilet shortage. I've been body? Yeah. What? Those prices are quadruple per unit. And what, so one of the things, a weird thing to talk about, what I guess, but one on? of the things I pride myself on in our beer festival, it was always, uh, it was priority number two. Priority number one was get like all the most unique beer we can get. Yep. Priority number two, I don't like lines for bathrooms. I want to walk up and go pee. So we've always had this like wall of, <laughs> of porta potties along the entire park, right? Well, you know, no big deal. They used to be 10, 15 bucks a, a shot. Fifty bucks. Oh wow! <laughs> so you got four. <laughs> yeah, we're like, sorry, you're standing in line. Yeah. Now, in now, you're like a line guy now. Before you ate oh, it, now you're like, maybe I'm a line guy. I'm like, well, lines aren't so bad, are they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, you know, we ran into a bunch of stuff like that, um, and this is whatever. I hate stupid phrases like the new normal, but I'd rather call it the new stupid. <laughs> Ice. Come on, I'm never going to get over it. I won't get over it. And the price is never going back down. So now I have a whole lifetime to complain about ice. It sounds like you need to make a run to Costco. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, so the first ice guy, that's what he said. He goes, you're better off driving around and getting ice. I'm like, bro, okay. I need 500 bags of ice. <laughs> I don't think you understand how much ice I need, sir. And also, <laughs> when would you like me to do this? And where would you like me to put it? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Craziness. Overall, a success. Lots to learn. Uh, speaking of beer events, there is another great festival coming up. It's the um, the have you been to the Livermore Beer Festival, the Livermore Valley Craft Beer Festival? Also, after a two year hiatus, is back on. I hear they don't have a problem with ice there. <laughs> yeah, Livermore ice is perfect. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's happening May seventh from one to five. It's just 50 bucks in advance or 60 at the door. It was the same uh, for us. And, you know, there's always those of you out there who complain about the, the cost of a beer festival. I'll tell you right now, we and the Livermore uh, Valley Craft Beer Festival are always the cheapest one. And look, it's expensive <laughs> to put these yeah. things on, I, as I just explained. It always was. Our prices have did not raise commensurate with our costs. So, um, you know. Don't complain about that. Could you go get yourself drunk for less at a bar? Maybe, but not with that many brewers no. and breweries in one place. And you're walking around out in the sunshine and there's live music and you might not have to stand in line to go pee. Like, <laughs> you know, um, so cut anybody some slack when you start complaining about prices. It's really a fantastic deal. You could also get VIP access at the Livermore Valley Craft Beer Festival. Um, you simply got to uh, buy the VIP ticket and that gets you in an hour early um, and you get to hang out with the brewers a little bit more. So it's really for a great cause. It's actually uh, the, the proceeds go to a nonprofit that gets kids to and from uh, the nearest Shriners Hospital for Children in Livermore. So you're drinking for a good cause. Good cause. Your, your 50 to 60 bucks is not going in somebody's pocket. Um, it's helping kids who, are, who need to get to the Shriners uh, Hospital. So uh, where can you go to, to learn about all of this? Go to lvcbf.com. Go to lvcbf. Stands for Livermore Valley Craft Beer Festival.com. You can find them on Facebook too, and you can get your tickets there. It's a great event. Um, I've been there, and they just, they always really do a great job. Um, 
You can also go to livermore.beer if you can't remember that. Just go to livermore.beer and you'll get all of the latest info on that. Um, okay. And then if you're looking to support the Brewing Network and, uh, you know, we always need it, you can still donate through PayPal. Just hit the donate button on our homepage. You can do something even simpler. Just shop through Amazon by clicking the Amazon link on our page. And then anything you purchase uh, helps us out. So great ways to do that. And then you can always send your feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. This will be the first feedback I've done since being back in the studio, Sully. Wow. Here yeah. we go. Feedback's brought to you today by Beer Law Center. Go to beerlawcenter.com. John still takes care of me and he can take care of you. Beer Law Center. Dot com. All right, Timo, who says he's a corporal in the BN Army Munich Division. Oh. Yeah, thanks for writing in and supporting us, Timo. I'll be in Munich at the end of May. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. I got to ask you about going to Paris, too. Okay. Our friend Yen yeah. is having his breweries, which another thing, time flies by, his brewery's 10-year anniversary oh God. in Paris, and he wants us to go there and hang out with him. So I'll talk to you about that. Okay. Um, all right. Timo says, I know you like concise feedback, so here you go. Long time, first time. Thanks for all the years of entertainment and messing up my garage. Uh, best <laughs> of show beginning of COVID was great idea. It went through all the shows since 2005, and what a funny mess it was. Um, question, what happened to the sour hour? Did Scott break his soundboard? <laughs> so the sour hour, Scott has left the, the brewing network, uh, and the hop grenade for that matter. Um, and Jay, uh, his co-host and really the magic of the sour hour, um, is on an extended, potentially uh, permanent hiatus from, from the show. I'm still trying to work out some kind of a last hurrah type of a show. Cause I, I don't think, uh, Jay uh, feels like it got uh, like a proper ending, but um, you know, life has moved on for him. And um, yeah, so I don't know that the sour hour is going to come back as it was, but I am still hoping to get one last good hurrah of a show out of him. So I apologize for that. Um, do Jay does still get his email through the brewing network, which is just sour hour at the brewing network.com. Um, feel free to, to, to say hi to him, um, or, uh, whatever, but I don't know that that show is, is going to come back as it was. Uh, I'll, if anything changes, I will let you know. Um, and then he wants me to get in contact with a German brewery called Frau Gruber. And he says they're maybe the most progressive German brewery and they'll be at this year's Firestone Invitational, which I heard you're attending. Is that right, Derek? Yeah. I found a ticket as nice. an attendee. Nice. So, uh, any brewers out there that will let me cut the line. I would greatly appreciate that. Oh, heck yeah. You can cut the line with me. It'll be fine. <laughs> I've oh, never yeah. been to that festival. Oh, is that right? I've never been invited either. As, not, not as an invite or I'm, as an I'm, attendee. And I'm good friends with Matt. You were at, you were in the wedding or at the wedding. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Every time, this is what I, this is every time I see the list. Yeah. You guys should start doing this too. Every time I see the list and I don't see my name, I'd send him a text to me and I'd say, who do I have to blow to be part of this festival? Right. And, and does he, he answer? He has no idea how to respond to that. He's from, you know, he's from the Midwest. He's, 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 phone, who's this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's always, yeah. Um, uh, I, I go there because they need me to do, uh, <laughs> like, uh, their, their interviews for them. They hired another guy one year that I couldn't make it. They said it was a disaster. turns out I'm still the only guy who can speak in public and craft beer. I don't know. You're uh, the guy you got it cornered. <laughs> I got the market cornered. Um, so he says they'll be there. Uh, Derek, we're going to have to check out Frau Gruber. Oh when, yeah, for sure. When we're there this year and talk to them. He says they make killer IPAs and fantastic loggers. And they have a slushy machine. And they might, yeah. <laughs> do, yeah, that's your, that's your claim to fame right there. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is, well, let me do one more feedback. Of that. Uh, this one's from Luke. Um, he says, he's great to hear me back on the session. Um, enjoying my style and line of questioning. 
Oh, thanks, buddy. And he says, I just finished the Arizona Wilderness podcast. Um, there are three of us that homebrew together and would be interested in the links I discussed about how to prepare, package, and ship your beer to a contest. So, yeah, I remember saying that Brendan Goff, now of Liquid Gravity Brewing Company, has this whole routine when he packages beer to send to competitions. And he's done quite well in competitions. So I'm pretty sure the podcast you're looking for for that info was when he was with uh, Central Coast Brewing Company. So if you go to thebrewingnetwork.com, there's a search function on the top right. Click it. Type in Central Coast Brewing Company. That's when Brendan was a brewer there. And I think he spent a good amount of time in that interview talking about how he packages beer. Do you guys do you do anything different on like to package beer to send to competition, Derek? Uh, right now we have uh, a sea box which measures uh, dissolved oxygen in there. So after our canning runs, um, right away we take out uh, cans, measure them and um, weigh them and make sure that we're sending the best that we can. Uh, if we have to bottle some off because they're not part of a can run, then we'll bottle it and make sure that we're purging the hell out of the cans mm-hmm. or the bottles, the bottles yeah. uh, filling them pretty high and uh, not leaving a lot of uh, room for air or as little as possible. And that was his main deal. I, I think he only sends bottles and it was just like, uh, he gave a lot of details, but purge, purge, purge was like mm, the key. He's yeah. like, when you think you've dumped enough CO2 in there, you haven't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and just, yeah, make sure they're as fresh as possible. He, I think he would usually schedule that those are being bottled right off the tank and not even out of kegs at that point. So it wouldn't be like later on. Um, but don't take my word for it. Go search the Central Coast uh, Central Coast Brewing Company on the Brewing Network. And um, <clears throat> yeah, give give that a listen. I know the homebrewer, homebrew competition is coming up, so... Uh, which I'm entering. You're so, entering a homebrew competition. I'm entering the national. I'm entering a beer into the national homebrew competition for the first time ever. What? What yeah. did you brew? I haven't brewed it yet. Um, but me and Chris Graham. Oh, have been hanging out and talking beer again. We're turning into beer nerds again. Remember the years I spent hating beer, Sully, in the last like couple years? Yeah, you were, I like it again. You're back into it. <laughs> back That's into awesome. It again. Chris Graham is doing it again. He's got videos out of more yeah. beer. He's Climbing the top of Mount Whitney's and brewing there. And brewing it's there. weird. So we got to talking and, and, and hanging out. And I was like, man, what do you think? And he's been brewing kind of regularly. Yeah. And I said that we should brew one of Tasty's recipes, um, his Dortmunder, in fact. Yep. And just for fun, I just wanted to brew. But it happens to coincide like entries are being accepted, I think, to the homebrew come like right now. So I was like, why don't we enter it? How weird would it be Are if we won a medal? Are you allowed to do that, Justin? Why? Because I'm broadcasting the awards? Well, that might be a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner is me. <laughs> I won again. I didn't even I enter know. this category. Yeah, I know. I'll take this award, yeah. too. <laughs> right. I might get slapped for doing that. It'd be weird up there. Uh, yeah, I'm allowed to do that. I'm not a judge or anything. Or, I know. I or just... am I? <laughs> I'm, I'm also the head judge. You're really awkward though, if you won and you're just I like, so oh, too, but that's, I'm so flattered. <laughs> but Derek, I really like the awkward moments, especially on stage. When we were winning homebrew club of the year for several years, we started getting yes. booed. I was like, yeah, fuck you guys bring it. Uh, and so I also think it would be weird and awkward. And that's, and that's what I like about it. Also, cause I have to leave my broadcast. I'll be broadcasting yeah. and I'm just going to leave the stream running and go accept my award. Yeah, you, you win and you have to do it and come back and, and I'm going to give a speech, which you're not allowed to do. <laughs> you have the microphone. <laughs> give me that microphone. God, I'd like I to thank you so much. <laughs> Doesn't it sound fun, though? What if, I, what if I win? Sounds awful. And if I win, it'll be a completely Chris Graham's fault. Let's be honest. Um, you should put down his 
homebrew, homebrew club. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, anyhow. Um, That's exciting. I'm, I'm excited about that. You can get your tickets for HomebrewCon, by the way, um, right now. Just go to homebrewcon.org. Okay, slushy machine. I know I'm bouncing all over the place here. But I go to Moxa for the first time. This is a couple years ago now. And there's a slushy machine in the corner. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what's the deal <laughs> oh, yeah. with this? And he's like, well, it's actually pretty popular. And it's great like on a Sunday. It's kind of like your mimosa type of drink on like a Sunday morning, right? We'll sell almost a keg a day with that slushy machine. Over. So Are you we're kidding? Preparing our schedule to supply the slush, slushy machine <laughs> that's over everything else. Ooh. Driving everything. <laughs> what? Like there, we have to make sure that's the beer that we don't run out of. Yeah, right? those are easily the number one selling item. When, that's crazy. When running. What goes into the slushy machine? Uh, usually the sours. Um, okay. The sours, but then in order to have the consistency that we want so it's not too slushy or like icicle like yeah uh, the, uh to reduce the ice crystals we add some sugar into it i see uh, and it does taste better uh but then when you if you think about what goes into a slush machine it's basically syrup it's sugar right it's yeah sugar syrup so that's what you have to kind of create with the beer okay so uh sour beer works great in it uh we've done uh a stout as well which was okay but really the fruited sours uh, imperial sours so okay you got like rosés or <laughs> inspired beers yeah uh just berry ford beers just something super fruity frozen on a hot day just like hits the spot it's perfect and it doesn't get to, it's like 110 degrees up there in rockland yeah. so it's yeah, perfect exactly. do you add just do you ever add just like fruit juice like do you make a mimosa just add oj or is it always like a syrup to get more sugar we did that a couple times early on we'd buy these big boxes of fruit puree and just dump it in like 50 50 with the beer okay um but turns out it's a lot of work so sure this sugar <laughs> and way great. more expensive than sugar i see <laughs> okay sugar a keg a day pretty much yeah that's a mountain of beer we we started with one uh spout and then we had to upgrade to two because <laughs> we would run out and then we would have to refill and tell everybody like order one more beer and come back and maybe it'll be ready so now right. we have one Gain frozen and one game drained, and then we just kind of switch back and forth. That's so amazing. That's yeah, uh, I love it. How are you serving it? A pint glass? Uh, 10 ounces. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 10 ounce snifters. Right, and are they usually higher alcohol beers too? Because of your sours? That's what we make. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Usually our imperial sours, anywhere from 8 to 10% already. Okay. So they lend well to being frozen and kind of just smoothing out all those flavors. That makes sense. All right. Let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We only take two breaks now, Sully. Two. Only two. Oh man, we we get through this. What's going on here? It's like you're a, 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 a sprinter now. It used to be a marathon <laughs> runner. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take a very quick break, and when we come back, more from Moxa Brewing Company. Hang in there. Welcome back to the session. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And we are getting through things with Moxa here. We're just talking about some of their beer names. Uh, you can go to moxabrewing.com and follow along if you like. They got a bunch of their beer names up there. Um, my favorite one so far being Turbinator 2, Judgment Haze. Yes. <laughs> I like. I just want to make a commercial for you guys with that name. That'll, that'll be great. You direct it. We'll, we'll star in it. <laughs> yeah. it cameo. It's, it'll be great. Perfect. Perfect. Every once in a while, a pun name is so good that we just have to do it. You got to use it. it right? we, don't, we don't normally, we try to stay away from puns, but we're like, it has to have this like 
minimum amount of laughter that comes from it. That yeah. like, okay, that works. That sticks. We got to run with it. 10 on the pump meter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I'm with you on that. It can't be like, I hate it when people go, happy birthday. Like, fuck <laughs> off. Like, it's, you know, make it, if it's a funny movie name pun or something, then it's good. Right? <laughs> Sean down there is a really good buddy of mine, too, who created happy birthday Ugh. with his dad, right? <laughs> I just, I just, when people like say it on Facebook, like, you're a beer guy. I should make a beer pun. Happy birthday. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> so, but otherwise, you guys, did you say you kind of use like a thesaurus to get beer names? Oh, absolutely. Or a really good thesaurus now that I found was wordhippo.com. Oh, uh, yeah. I've seen that. Great thesaurus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great for beer names. That's awesome. Because it's hard to, you guys make a lot of different beers. It's hard for everybody, but you guys make a ton of different. We have core styles, but not really core beers. So we okay. like, what's the next IPA? And it's either we create one, which we're doing more often now that we're four years old, but from the beginning, it's like, all right, let's come up with a new name. Yeah. Every, like the first three things are taken. All right. Onto the thesaurus we go. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. So the next beer in our glass then is tail dust, I think. Right. Is that what we got? Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is a hazy IPA. Tell us about this beer. Uh, I mean, this is among the <laughs> latest iterations of our hazies. Uh, they're, they're always evolving, but this particular one uh, is made with Nelson and Comet hops. Um, it's the exciting thing about this one is it features a yeast we get from Berkeley yeast company called tropics, which is built to drive thiols in the finished beer, which are sort of like complex fruity flavors. Um, and one other thing that we actually tried out on this beer is a product that they're working on. I think they call it thiol boost. Um, yeah, we named which it. Is, oh. <laughs> oh, nice. It's, it's just yeah. a jar of liquid thiol precursors that we just pour in the beer and the yeast is bioengineered to transform those flavors into excessively fruity flavors that really just takes it to another level. So this wow. is the first beer that we tried that on, uh, and we're really happy with the results. And so there's no fruit added to this beer? No. Wow. It smells like weed. It does smell like you said that earlier. It was, yeah, yeah. The initial, like, it smells like weed, but uh, you swish it around, it kind of opens up more of the, like, fruitier flavors than the dank. It's really and, nice. And then another thing with that, um, that thal boost and with this yeast is it has a longer lasting flavor of uh, fruit, tropical fruits. So as the Nelson Comet kind of go away, you still have a lingering fruity uh, aftertaste. And that's those thials that are in the, uh, uh, that are produced from the yeast that stick in the beer. So this, in a sense, could have a longer lasting shelf life or, or beer doesn't sit around too long. But say, for example, you have this and somehow found it on the back of your uh, fridge a month later mm-hmm. or so, it was hopefully still tastes good because of those longer lasting uh, flavor compounds that we are producing with this new yeast and new product. I see. It's delicious. This is very different than, than I think any hazy I've had. It's got all the things people are looking for, right? That it's, it's, it's fruit juicy, mm-hmm. right? It's got all the juiciness to it. Um, it does not have a firm bitterness. Um, it's got a light bitterness. Yeah, it, it, uh, it, it lingers. I mean, just what you were saying, it's just, it's just, it's, it's just full, yeah. like a full flavor mm-hmm. all the way through to the end. And other people can buy this, this yeast and the, uh, n- not the Thalbus. The Thalbus mm. is, uh, under trial. They're we're working on it. Um, okay. We were part of the, uh, experiment to see how it performs. Um, we're yet to we'll send this to them this week so that they can get some feedback on it. But it's, it's kind of amazing that they can dial in these yeah. flavors with these precursors. How do you add that? Uh, we added during fermentation. Okay. So we added, um, uh, first day of fermentation and it was crazy before, uh, so dropping out 
the yeast before we um, dry hopped. It's just then we were taking gravities um, after the beer was done fermenting, but yet to be dry hopped, it was so fruity. Uh, it, it was crazy how much fruit characteristics it, it tasted like a, a and smelled like a dry hopped beer without any additional hops in it. That's wild. Hmm. Yeah. And then we just assaulted it with more hops. Yeah. I was going to say, are you using less? <laughs> can you actually like. You totally can, okay. but uh, that's not our style. It's yeah. just, uh, <laughs> it's, it's just bonus. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's really good. It didn't, I think it was you. And I came back from the brewery, like astonished by this. Don't you uh, centrifuge your hazy beers? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty I knew it was you. So I came again during COVID in the early days to pick up beer. And we just had this brief conversation. And you said, oh, yeah, well, you know, after I centrifuge. And I was like, what? How could he do that to a hazy beer? And I've now had mixed reactions from other brewers. Mm-hmm. Some of them completely amazed, like me. Like, what? And others, you know, really knew, knew what you knew. Like, oh, yeah, no, that's something you can do. Because we're not trying to leave all that, like, matter in the beer. We're trying to leave haze, which doesn't have to be matter. Like, you know, thick stuff. Yeah. So Polyphenols. Yeah. You could re- manipulate the uh, the centrifuge run to where you run it in faster and slow the bowl down so it's taking out the yeast and the hop matter but leaving the haze uh if you ran it in there kept the beer in the bowl longer and faster it can clear it up but uh, there's just ways that we can have a centrifuge to clarify beer and also just to take away hop matter but keep uh all the uh the haze and all those polyphenols yeah, still in solution you're yeah. losing the bite basically from the green matter and the yep. yeast okay yeah it allows us to put a beer in the bright and it be drinkable immediately rather than a week later. I yeah. see. It's, it's saved three to five days on each beer, paid for itself in 10 months, and uh, highly recommended to at any size. And we, we only produce about 1,500 uh, barrels a year. Okay. Uh, but yet we have a centrifuge that we run every single beer through. Wow. Well, except the lagers. They sit for long enough to clarify. But other than that, even the stouts and, and uh, the hazies and everything, we're, we're running through this centrifuge. That's interesting that you, yeah, accept our loggers. Most breweries would say the exact opposite. Well, we run all our loggers through the centrifuge. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) yeah, that's fast. Did you know before you purchased a centrifuge that you could and would be doing hazy beers with it? Got the idea from other half. They they ran all their beers through it. And yeah, you run through it and go onto the bright tank, carb it up, keg it package it and sell it right away yeah and uh yeah so initially i had that reaction that you did blew my mind you could do that all right let's go let's Let's do do it it. yeah and saving four days or whatever on a on a beer is a ton of money for a brewery your size yeah times every brewer times every tank times however many per year we it opened up a couple turns per tank per year that's great and you, I, when i was just there the other day you, you guys are kind of at capacity right like you're having to to really ramp up um, to, to keep up with demand again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, tap rooms, I want to say busier than ever. Now that we have our semi-legal patio that we're keeping as long as we can. (laughs) Yeah. All I heard, all I heard was legal. (laughs) Yep. That's right. (laughs) Yep. Totally legal. It's really cool too. I mean, it is for now. They're trying to get rid of it, but that's another thing. Um, also we're working on getting our second location, which is a restaurant tap room open later this summer. Oh, nice. Uh, And so we're kind of gearing up to prepare to feed that with beer in Rockland uh, in also, Roseville real close like, yeah like 10 minutes away from the brewery okay so we partnered with a local restaurant group who's going to handle the food uh, we'll serve all of our beer and a few guest taps yeah um, and it'll just be another outlet for us that's fantastic congratulations on that thank you yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, pretty exciting and so, how far along do you you say maybe later this year or 
Uh, it took forever to get going. Now that it's actually under construction, I think we're going to do all right. Okay. Um, it's uh, moving quickly, and uh, we're on target, I believe, for maybe July. Okay. Now, so. did you guys suffer, you know, a lot of changes through the pandemic too? You know, did did beer sales drop a lot, or, or was that just sort of the initial thing, and then you guys got right back to it? We definitely had some tough months. Okay. Uh, we had to do a lot of pivoting. Uh, we were shipping pallets of beer direct to consumer for a couple months there. Okay. We were a tap room was open and then it was closed and then it was open, except we had to serve hot dogs with every tab. Um, <laughs> yes, right. It was a great time. Um, <laughs> Here's your hot dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're back to pretty much normal again. Okay. Um, as far as the tap room goes. Yeah. And that's been a relief. That's good. And you guys usually just have like a food truck outside right now. I've seen that several times. Um, and then, and then a tap room. So you don't do any of your own food right no, now. Thank God. Yeah. And, and it, you're smart to not do it with the next place too. You partner with somebody else to, to provide that. Yep. We've got a, uh, a restaurant that we respect a lot and there we went into business with them and oh, they're going to handle all the food aspects. We're going to handle all the beer, uh, and we're really looking forward to it. That's great. Yeah, because having a kitchen, Sully, is just awesome, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it can be. Yeah, right. It can also be incredibly challenging. It can also be challenging, <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially during all If you of do this. beer and you do it well, you should just stick to that. And yeah. then, I mean, and the model is, for, you know, food trucks and, you know, outside vendors coming in, so. Yeah, I've been in the restaurant business, and I'm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> and what, what that, uh, having the the restaurant in there allows us to do is bring in guest tops from time to time. So we're looking to bring in, uh, our collaborators, when we have people come over and collaborate, we can go over to the tap room where we're going to call the Moxa Barrel House. Nice. Uh, it's going to house some of the, um, n- not no production there, but it's going to house a lot of the barrels uh, so we can fill up more. Yeah. Um, and hopefully have some tap takeovers that are unique to the area that no one else can get because these are the our friends from around the country, the world that are coming in and, hey, just send some kegs over so people can try like we can tease them out with, Hey, we're have this collaboration, but they've never tried your beer. Right. So bring your beer in the area. It's maybe paired up with some food and uh, have our customers get this additional experience beyond, uh, beyond the collaboration that will come out in a few weeks. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Moxabrewing.com. I assume it'll be the place to keep update about that. Right. You guys will post uh, mainly the, the social media is a little bit more uh, okay. active that the, the, Website's more of like uh, what's on tap and the descriptions for that. But as far as the events and uh, more elaborate, detailed descriptions, you want to follow the social media okay. pages. Just search Moxa. Yep. Moxa Brewing. All right. I'm going to take one more sip of my uh, tail dust, but then I want to know about the next beer in our glass, which is superfluous, right? Correct. Clearly, you got it on Word Hippo or whatever it's called. <laughs> I, think that, I think that is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell us about that beer. So Superfluous, it's made for our members, which we have a membership of about 260 people. And uh, they had exclusive beers throughout the year. Last year, um, the, or the current membership ends at the end of uh, next month. But they received five exclusive beers, this being one of them. This being one of their non-barrel age um, offerings. And what it is, it's, a, it's an imperial stout, but we conditioned it post-fermentation on um, vanilla, which we always do, mm-hmm. and then uh, coffee and cacao at, at a colder temperature. Uh, we work with a local cacao roaster, uh, a chocolatier, crew chocolate. They make chocolate, like these 
the best chocolate ever. They make it out of their house legally. Yeah, uh, wow. they, they have their business out of their house. <laughs> Good addition. Uh, and their their chocolate bars are are great. They're fifteen dollars, so they're pretty expensive, but they're high end. Yeah, and that's what we want in our beer. We want to work with the best vendors possible, whether they're local or not. It's just a bonus if they are local. Mm-hmm. Um, Moster Coffee is the coffee roaster that we work almost exclusively with, and they're down in San Diego. They just uh, their head roaster just got a. He won a competition to be the uh, the U.S. best head, or he won the head roaster of the year. Wow! For the U.S. and we'll go on to Italy to compete no and represent kidding. the the state. So yeah, they're they're a really um, like minded group of business people where they just want to produce the best things possible. And so we like teaming up with people like that. And Heck that yeah. goes the same thing with the restaurant that uh, we're partnering up with. We're we're want to take to the next level, the creativity, the effort, the passion, and put it out into what we do best. Yeah. Well, that beer is an example of what you do best. And before I comment on all of it, I wanted, I was going to answer this question myself, but I want to ask you, what, what style of beers do you think your moxa is most known for? Like, what do you get most of the hype for? I say the stouts, right? Uh, the stouts yeah. have to be the most. Like, okay. No question. Yeah. So that's what I was going to answer. But the reason I left it to you is because I think that your hazies are more popular than I thought, too. Like, people really love your hazy IPAs. That's what we produce the most of. It is. <laughs> so that's, as far as uh, local um, customers, uh, you're going to see the hazies yeah. more than the stouts. But as far as uh, just the overall recognition, I think yeah. people know us more for the stouts because that's what they're trading for. That's what they're traveling to our tap room to taste at least a couple of those. Right. And then IPAs. But yeah, we brew mainly IPAs. What's funny too, for our listeners out there and those of your fans who travel to have that beer is every time I travel to Moxa, I order your lager. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> almost every time the first thing, cause you also make to me great lagers. Oh, thank you. And then you'll always give me a West coast something, mm-hmm. right? Uh, just cause you know that about me, but I don't think people, I've never heard someone go, Oh man, you got to go to Moxa for their lager. But that's exactly what I would say to somebody. Wow, <laughs> not yet. We hear it sometimes, but you okay, know, we're, okay. ho- we're hopefully uh, we got we got a few in the tank um, and one on tap, and uh, we're, we're definitely going to keep them on the board because we personally like drinking them. Right, West Coast IPA. So those are always going to stay on the board as much as we can. Yeah, uh, but we also are a business, so we you know we got to make gotta, all the other stuff. And play it's the hits. Really fun yeah. making. I think we put a lot of effort into the um, the hazies and the stouts because we feel like we are very progressive and. Uh, creating that it's, it's also challenging because there are, there's competition in those styles as we're in that space Yeah, that these people are coming out with these incredibly tasting stouts and hazy IPAs and we have to compete. So a lot of effort does go into sure. that and just, I guess all the beers, right? but you do stand out with these. Are you seeing like more of an interest in West coast IPAs though? Like it's sort of ticking the other direction a little bit. I just talked it's to some other back. owners and I just see like mm-hmm. hazies are of course are hugely popular, but, uh, it seems like there's a more of an interest in more of a clear West Coast style IPA. We've always, I think, personally preferred the West Coast. Um, and so we kept making them no matter what yeah. since day one. Um, we're finally starting to see the return. Uh, Hazies are taking a small dip. Uh, West Coast IPAs and uh, clear, lighter beers are picking up again. Uh, and it's exciting. It allows us to make more of them and, and keep them selling. Yeah. And it's mainly on draft. People are coming As people are coming out more, back out that's what their preference is, okay. is to have a light lager or a west coast ipa or just the single ipas in general but we've seen a lot of a uh, increase in the demand for clear beers 
I think it's because the hipsters aren't coming out again yet. <laughs> they're still, they're not ready. So you're seeing like the people that are like, yeah, I ain't sitting at home anymore. And we, we like clear beer. Well, you hear about the whole lager, you know, change that's happening right now. So I'm just kind of curious what you're seeing out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're seeing a little bit of that, you know, in the, in the Bay area, uh, close to home here, but, um, it sounds like that's happening in some ways. Yeah. I had oh, yeah. a very hard time finding a hop for our, uh, what was it? Our, um, our, our Hellas took me months to find it. And I was like, Oh, people are brewing loggers again. <laughs> and it's kind of screwing us. So we ended up contracting. A little yeah. Bit. We had a hell of a time finding yeah. saws and Hollertau middle fruit. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Last year. That's crazy. Never expected it. Right. <laughs> Damn it. Couldn't we get can't it win just when we think we let's buy some Hallertau to be easy. <laughs> yeah. No. Right. Yeah. I'm sure there's multiple everywhere. They're selling it now. Wow. It's like everyone's sold out across the board. That's wild. So to me, what makes your, um, is this, do we call it, is this a pastry stout? Is that what people call this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like model after like kind of like a mocha uh, type yeah, yeah. beer. Yeah. Yeah. What stands out about your beers like this to me um, is they're more like rich and, and sweet in general than, than I would ever order. Yeah. This is like, okay. But yours <laughs> does something. Yours somehow doesn't stick around on the palate as long. It still, so I get all that richness up front, which is delicious for up front. And what I generally don't enjoy about the beer is when it just really kind of sticks around. Right. So I'll have that one sip and I'll go, great. That was wonderful. And you can finish it. But yours <laughs> still somehow yeah. find a way to not be cloying and not just destroy my palate. So I can enjoy some sweetness if it, if it disappears, it, yours doesn't disappear. It's, it's probably not the right, uh, there's, but I love the richness because it doesn't, it doesn't like the, the finish is clean. clean. Yeah. Exactly. Or, so you want to stack up on or, my palate or you, know? you want to, so you want to have another one. That's uh, the ultimate goal of any or beer another, that you're poured. Or another yeah. sip, you know, yeah. yeah. you want to keep sipping. I mean, it's amazing. It's got the super rich, like uh, bittersweet, like chocolate. I mean, it's mm. the super complex dark, dark chocolate. And then you're right. It's, it mm -hmm. just drops right off. Yeah. It doesn't. The chocolate is fantastic. It smells amazing. Yeah, that chocolate is great. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, you're right to pick the, the, these finest ingredients, right? Not just, oh, hey, we're going to find some some whatever. Just put some chocolate powder in there. It tastes like chocolate. We're fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm not saying all brewers do that, but um, I think sourcing out exactly what you're looking for makes a difference. Yeah, and especially when we have this approach to this, it's it's a lot of things go into these styles because there's a lot of ingredients that interplay with one another. Mm. Uh, so it starts with the base recipe, which we know what's going into it afterwards. So we have to balance that out. Uh, uh, cacao has in coffee, they have a lot of cutting elements mm. or they're, they're bitter, they're roasty. So we leave out a little roast uh, on the base malt. Uh, vanilla, which we always add because we think it really brings things together and kind of elevates everything all at once. Um, and also just, uh, we, there's still, uh, not just a, a ton of sweetness in there. There's still some bitterness. There's still, uh, which we get from multiple ingredients, not only the roasted malt, but also hops and cacao and, um, the mm -hmm. coffee. But we just think about uh, how can we make this drinkable? at this higher ABV. So we have these cutting and sweetening elements that we kind of interplay to make a drinkable beer. What are the um, hops? Uh, just, I think warrior, warrior <laughs> yeah. these days, yeah. just yeah. bittering. It doesn't matter. German yeah. hops. They can't get just some, yeah, <laughs> it's all right. middle fruit. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's where it went. That's where it went. Yeah. I like to think about these beers <laughs> as like balance, but like brewing a Pilsner, you're, they got subtle maltiness and a little bit of hops just to balance it out. These stouts are like, it's all balanced, but it's all at 11. 
Mm. And so you can have that intensity, but as long as there's intensity coming at you from all directions, it feels like a balanced beer. And it blows my mind when somebody takes a sip of stout and says, oh, it's not sweet. It's so balanced. I'm like, well, no, it's, it's super sweet. Yes. But, but you're saying what I was trying to say, actually. And I didn't know, because I, I don't, because <laughs> balanced is just isn't a word that I would often think about with this style, because it has so much complexity and so much going on. But that is what I was thinking about. One of the reasons that it's easy on my palate is that it's balanced. I am picking up chocolate. I am picking up coffee. I'm not picking up vanilla, but I like the way you describe it as this elevator of everything else. Jay uh, from uh, the Rare Barrel used to say that about, uh, or does say that about Britannomyces. Mm-hmm. Like he's even in his very sour beers, they all have a little bit of Brett because the Brett does like the hard work to make everything sort of shine. And it sounds like that's your vanilla in these. And that's what we think with uh, vanilla. If you add it by itself, it's where it's just a vanilla beer, you'll taste vanilla. Right. But if you add vanilla with other ingredients, it kind of just brings everything in harmony. Right. And we actually source our vanilla beans from a local supplier as well, which is a nice bonus. And he has uh, 15, 20 different varieties to mm. choose from. And we use it for non-barrel age or barrel age or interplaying with different ingredients. So we have a lot of options when it comes to vanilla, the different origins of coffee, the different origins of uh, cacao. And that's what we've been getting into the last couple of years was really diving deeper into the ingredients that we use of um, the different gross levels of coffee, the different origins, the different nuances that comes out. Even though it's just coffee, there are a a plethora of different varieties that you can choose from and interplay with different uh, ingredients. And is this in a barrel at all too, or this was not so just stainless and do most of the ingredients go into the stainless or they go into the mash? Where are you? We have a custom made treatment vessel that we add, uh, <laughs> uh, that we recirculate our beers through. Hmm. And, but the, the thing is we have that vessel, but also the time temperature and dosing rate are all different depending on the ingredients that we're using. Okay. So for example, with this, uh, at room, uh, after the beer is fermenting, we centrifuge it into a bright tank and then we re- run it through vanilla for about a week or so All uh, right. warm, like room temperature, 70 degrees. And then we chill that down to 38 and then we add the coffee and canal to that uh, coffee and cacao to that treatment vessel and recirculate that from anywhere between four and I would say 18 hours. Uh, and by doing that, hooking it up to the tank, you kind of taste as you go like a chef. Mm. So you could taste as you go, Oh, this is too cho- chocolatey is too bitter. So we want to cut that, coffee and the chocolate before it gets too bitter and you're over extracting it to where you're just getting the flavor versus all the other unwanted uh, elements of it. See, this was the tasty method of adding fruit or extracts or whatever to his homebrew. He always told folks, like he was just a big fan of, of using drops, like uh, not with everything. He used some like pure ingredients too, but if he was going to do like a peach you know, whatever. He he was a fan of just adding drops afterward because you could control it. You mm-hmm. could know when it's going to be too much. And I was always thinking like, well, that's perfect for homebrewers, but what about on a large scale? So this recirculation that you can taste and, and stop. We can pull a sample from a, uh, in line and see where it's at. No, let it go two more hours, let it go overnight and then shut or it down. stop it now. Yeah. And then we could push the entire beer back into the bright tank and just call it and say, carb it up. We're good. Right. Oh, that's perfect. And do you kind of have a taste in your mind or do you just let the beer figure it out for you? You know, are you like, all right, it's not quite there yet. I had more coffee in my mind. I had more this. I mean, we always have a goal in mind. Okay. Uh, we 
we kind of designed the beers from the beginning as, you know, we're looking for a big cacao flavor here, balanced with a little vanilla. Of course, nothing ever goes completely to plan. Right. But that's, that's, <laughs> that's where, that's, that's where the treatment time comes in. If there, if a beer is maybe not quite as bitter as we thought it would be before treatment, maybe we run the cacao an extra five or six hours to bring in some of the bitterness from those ingredients. Okay. Um, and just there's there's so many different steps to these beers that there's lots of different ways we can tweak it. Yeah. Um, and so we have some options when it comes down to dialing them in. Sure. It's like biting into a chocolate bar, like a dark chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. Like a gourmet, yes. like yeah, a twenty dollar yeah. chocolate, yeah, chocolate bar. I'm not bar. saying Reese's over here. Just settle down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I noticed yeah. though is that I got a a huge vanilla hit at the beginning, and now it's sort of like it's fallen off. It become more. Like not as prone to it, so but um, it's there in the background. But yeah, and it's an adventure when you uh, yeah, as the temperature warms up yeah. too. Certain things come out as well. It's amazing. What did it finish at? Uh, <laughs> our, our stouts finished pretty high. Uh, the non-barrel age finished about uh, twelve to fourteen. Plato oh. is generally what we uh, aim for and what they kind of finish around. And then the uh, barrel age, which we'll get into later, those finished around twenty. Wow. Yeah. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, they're bigger than a. The original gravity of a double IPA. That's crazy. Balanced beers. Yeah. Balanced. Yeah. As long as it's balanced. <laughs> I love balance. That's what I strive for too. Well, we do have more beer to try. So how about we take a quick break? Um, I'm going to finish this beer in my glass, by the way. It is good. Yeah, it is. All right. Good. Yeah, it is great. And uh, actually, I did have one more question about it. The formats for for these, like for this one, you guys serve it on tap at the server pint class, but then bottle. Yeah, so, yeah. By the pitcher, if you're exactly. in Wednesday's pitcher night, we have a <laughs> challenge. <laughs> yeah, challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but bottles, or, or is is how you guys do we, it? To we sell? generally yeah. uh, bottle a certain amount. We sell it uh, sells out anywhere between instant and uh mm-hmm. uh two weekends and but you don't and can these correct all the bottles we put are all the stouts we put into bottles we yeah. just we put a nice label on there we're really proud of all the time and effort that we put into it and we hand bottle it on this uh small forehead uh bottler whereas the cans i mean we're, we're bringing in uh the can van and yeah. running through you know hundreds at a time sure no, it makes sense. And I've seen, of course, I've seen your bottles. I have several of them and some of them you wax uh, as well. The, the barrel so. age and the member beers we wax so just you, to yeah. kind of elevate that like yeah. to it. It still works. That'll never go out of style. Wax. Wax and the bottle will never go out of style. Look, I've become a, a can convert, Sully. Yeah, that's right. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm really, I'm a full on can convert. Well, so but, is the rest of the country, by but the way. yeah, you're right. And I'm, and I'll, I'm also always the slowest one in the room, but, but the bottle format's never oh, yeah. going away. Yeah. You want right? to bring something to a party or something like that or an event. And it's like, yeah, it's uh or trade it. It stands out. Sure. Yeah. yeah. If there weren't the stigma or, or that against cans, I think we might can them, but yeah, it's just different. Just don't the wax the can. Doesn't compare. Right. Don't wax the can. I saw a brewery do that once. <laughs> oh, and, you did? and they might be friends of mine. I don't know who it was, yeah. but I oh was like, God. I saw like the, the, it was just like, what? Don't do that. I have a hard enough time with the wax on the bottle. This yeah, <laughs> exactly. Cause I'm still, and I say that too, because I'm surprised and I've seen it in both pro competitions. It sounds like maybe you guys do it and, and homebrew competitions when cans show up at the homebrew competition, because I'm, taught old school by guys like Dan Gordon and, and even Vinny. And they say just things like, okay, the can's fine, yeah, but it, it as a, like an oxygen barrier and other things, it's just inferior to the bottle. And I just have, that's like, it's like been drilled into me over the years. So when I see cans show up at competition, I'm like, 
Maybe you gave homebrew yourself like a leg down. I've now in homebrew competition. Oh wow! Because like at More Beer, you can buy a crowler now. You can uh, buy and you yeah. can buy small format cans, like or, hey, or the you know the sixteen ounce still. But you need very expensive equipment to fill a can without oxygen. Yeah, and yeah. So yeah, I don't know yeah. if that's available, but oh, maybe it is. So homebrewers, right? So yeah. yeah. So I'm surprised about the homebrewers doing it, and so maybe the ones I see in pro competitions have these Crohn's. And, yeah. And KHS. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that what you? Have? That's what we have. Yeah, okay. Yours is gnarly too. <laughs> you guys should go to two one a. The the San Leandro facility, uh, it's pretty impressive. I the, would love to. The canning line is like nothing else. Uh, I, I mean, you go. Through, I just, it's something else. It I'm takes re- up the entire building. I appreciate that, but I'm so impressed with these beers right now. I mean, I want to make the stout. I want to make <laughs> yeah. that hazy IPA. I mean, I know the folks from Berkeley East. I mean, I they're like down the street from yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Basically. They're just not too far away. So, I mean, they're good folks. Mm-hmm. Now, this is exciting. It's great meeting you all. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we've got more to try, including an Elijah Craig barrel aged beer, right? Oh, yeah. Is that what we have? I feel like, and we have that on tap here at the Hop Grenade. I think that's pretty exclusive. Oh like, no, we don't. We don't really send that out. Just we keep it at home, and then for special events like yeah, this, it's like exclusive. This one. <laughs> uh, so I yeah. think you should come down to the Hop Grenade this week and and check it out. We'll be right back. You're listening to the session. Welcome back to the session. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We are still sitting here talking beer, drinking beer with Moxa. I think the microphones might be on at the break if you're on Facebook. Oh, boy. No, no, which is cool. I've always like been a stickler about that. But um, people have always said, I want to know what the conversations are off air. And I'm listening to us talk beer right now. And I'm, I'm like, wow, that's pretty good, actually. We should have just <laughs> not even. Yeah, well, just it's like. For, it's for your Patreon. Maybe from now on, I'll just leave it rolling. <laughs> you got to say that it's know? happening, though, because <laughs> I'm, 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 I might get sued. I know, yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> I got to have a conversation with a lawyer in the morning. Well, right <laughs> now, they'd have to try hard to because there's like music playing over okay. at the same time. So probably just sound like. Something like that. This new mixing board is throwing me curveballs. I think what but. he said was Moxa and the 2-1-A are going to do a watermelon wheat collaboration. <laughs> yeah, put it in a slushy yeah. machine. In the slushy yeah. machine. Slushy only. Yeah. <laughs> we cacao nibs. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's good. So I just want to dive right into this next beer because it's a very uh, special beer. I'm so thankful that you sent it to us, Derek and Corey. That's really nice of you guys. Um, but it is uh, an Elijah Craig barrel aged beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is called, what is it called? Elijah's uh, Creed. Elijah's Creed. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about the beer. And then, I, yeah, I just want to know like why you chose that barrel. And um, yeah. Well, this beer uh, was our collaboration with Toppling Goliath. Okay. Um, so um, Mike over there at Toppling Goliath was actually the one who suggested these particular barrels. I think Elijah Craig, 12 to 14 year or something like that. Um, and so, yeah, well, it's, all right, we'll use them for our collab. Uh, we brewed a an excessively strong base stout. Um, Which aged, was like what? What does that mean, excessively strong? Uh, <laughs> long boil, higher gravity, uh, just designed for extended aging. What basically. was the gravity? Do you remember? the Like 38. Okay. 39. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. And then probably going into barrels somewhere around 20. Wow. Okay. Um, and a beer like that is just not drinkable fresh. Uh, but after a couple of years in the barrel, um, magical things happen. And it really comes around. Uh, the, the spirits come in. The intensity mellows out. And it all comes together. Yeah. Wow. So... Yeah, how, so this has been in the barrel for two years. So I was saying a couple. I think 
24 months. Okay. Yeah. 20, 23 months in uh, Elijah Craig, 11 year old barrels from uh, Mike's um, barrel guy over in the Midwest. But uh, with these ones, we put them in so sweet, but that allows it to cater towards extended aging Okay, to where the barrel won't overtake a beer because it's so robust, so big, so um, sweet. And you're able over that amount of time to bring out all these characters beyond just like the oak, the saw, like kind of sawdust flavors, cedar characteristics. You're bringing out the vanilla, the coconut, um, all the uh, uh, nuances of these older barrels, which is what we favor. We favor 10 plus old barrels because okay. uh, even though a lot of people say, oh, the barrel spent, everything was taken out by the uh, spirit that was in there. Uh the liquid of beer actually digs deeper into the staves. Uh, I, I learned this from like a super old CBC talk by Anheuser-Busch. And they're showing how <laughs> the the uh, the um, beer can go deeper than the spirits into the staves. So it's pulling out things that would otherwise not be touched by the spirits. Right. Uh, you just got to give it some time. So we, we're a big fan of the extended barrel aging. So we don't even test the barrels till like 17, 18 months. We don't taste them. We don't punch a hole in them or a nail in them yet. Uh, and then our sweet spot's about 20, 22, 23 months. Wow. And that's uh, just because of how robust and sweet our 6 to 28-hour boil uh, base stouts are going into six the out, barrels. What did you say? Six out? What did you say? Min- uh, for barrel age, we, six, we go six, six to 28. Six to 28. It sounds yeah. like when I told my doctor how many beers I drink in a day. And I, she's like, I was like, I don't know, anywhere from six to 28. That's, <laughs> this, is what, this is your boil? Yeah. <laughs> who's so, up um, for that one? Who's like, who's doing the 3 a.m. shift? Yeah. Like, <laughs> fortunately, Corey built something so we don't have to, we didn't have to stay overnight and it would kind of monitor a boil over. Wow. I built this little thing that, that would send shoot a laser down at the boil. And when the foam crept up too far, it would trigger some cold water through the spray ball for a couple seconds and knock it down. And so we trusted that enough to go home for the night. Yeah, we got uh, to sleep. And it worked. I think I remember this from your last <laughs> yeah. show, and I'm still astonished. Like, I'm hearing it for the first time. So, so we brought that beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to try it? It took three years to make. Oh, my God. And so I yeah. was, we were probably telling you stories for the last three years, and Finally produced it uh, a couple months ago. And you brought it here? Yeah, that's that bottle that we brought. Oh, we're trying that. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, for sure. If you put it that way, yeah. There's a lot going into that. And um, yeah, we're super proud of how it came out. Mm. And fortunately, after all that effort and three, 37 months in the barrel, uh, we uh, think we produced one of the best beers uh, that we could have. Wow. Yeah, we uh, mashed in, boiled it all day long, went home, came the next morning, mashed in again, and topped it off. Continued boiling. And oh my God. when I mentioned those beers that are undrinkable fresh, that was that top oh, of the chart. Yeah. It was awful. <laughs> well, and even so, even this one, I was thinking about that. The way you talk about how sweet it has to be going into the barrel. I, I was I wasn't thinking undrinkable. I was thinking terrifying. Like if I'm a brewer and you taste it right then, you're like, oh, shit, we might have overdone. You, well, you this. might even like get in, get in your head and be like, I don't want to. We can't do it. We got to dump this thing. This is ridiculous. Yeah. No, but you so had crazy. the you had the perseverance and the of, of mind, like just leave it alone, put it in the barrel and just you it's know, move so on. Boozy, so sweet, so concentrated, yeah. so roasty. It's just let it mellow out. Yeah. Yeah. For a very, very long time. And you did this time. two years ago. Is that right? Uh, this, this particular, one, yeah. the, this Elijah's Creed. So it's kind of a mashup of um, our, our base stout and um, Topping Goliath's uh, base stout, one of them being Assassin. Uh, so that's where it kind of came from a playoff of the video game. But nice, Elijah's yeah. Creed for Elijah Craig Barrels. And 
um, yeah. uh, collaboration with Topping Goliath. And uh, yeah, we just let this rest until it was ready. And I remember Mike texting occasionally like, so that beer that we brewed like two years ago is anywhere. Yeah. Not yet. Not like the yet. start of the like, pandemic. Okay, okay. Right. Just like literally yep. this oh, is yeah. it. And then you were like, all right, I'll see you in two years when, when <laughs> yeah. it's over. Right. Yeah. The beer's still wearing a mask. Leave us alone. Yeah. And we put a lot of beer I'll let you know when we taste yeah. it. During the pandemic, we filled a ton of barrels. That was, really? That, yeah. Cause we didn't yeah. want to stop brewing. We have demand. We have space. Well, we don't have space for barrels, but we continue to fill barrels. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah. Because that was the investment for the future. And now we could finally come out with. Uh, one about every month or so. Uh, this one being released, I believe, last month. Mm. And we didn't want to mess with this. After tasting this, it didn't need any extra treatment. It was a showcase of the barrel and time and, you know, collaboration and what we can do uh, just by oak. So I like the the comments that you made about barrels and and how the, A, that the, the regular flavors can be stripped out unless we go deeper into the barrel. But what, as you were speaking about it, is I kind of got fed up with barrel beers in general because it was like, oh, okay, I taste the oak again. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, I get that little yeah. vanilla. Oh, I get the tannin. Like, I get it. And, and for a little while for me, they just kind of got like, yeah, you, yeah put, you put beer in a barrel and it comes out like this. You're, you're scraping your tongue. Okay, but yours is different. And I think probably because of the beast of a beer that you put in there, mm -hmm. because now I do get like the nuances of a barrel instead of just tasting tannin. Oak. Yeah. Just the, I mean, uh, there, there's more complex. It's more like melded. Yeah. It's just the specific like characteristics of what you were just were talking about. So. Right. Which, by the way, and I, I enjoy tannins. If I drink wine, I like it to be tannic. I like, yeah, but, but you don't want it to be like there. Yeah. You want it to be part of the whole experience. Yeah. And so this beer, and, and this one, by the way, still tastes sweeter than even the last one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? But it has, uh, it still has a ton of complexity from the wood, which if you're saying you're trying to showcase that barrel, I think you did. Not that I could have picked out like, oh, that's Elijah Craig. Like, I wouldn't have done that, right? <laughs> oh, some people, uh, oh, come on, you're so no some smash. of our customers think they can. Too. Do they really? I yeah. really taste Elijah Craig. <laughs> and you're like, okay. And you're like, good, pat him on the back. Yeah, yeah of course. Like, yeah, yeah, you totally and, do. And buy a couple bottles yeah, and go home. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the, with uh, with our beers, they're they're super huge going in, and um, yeah, we we also taste every quarter to see uh, how we can blend them as well. So when you talk about tens, there's a lot of barrels that have an overly tannic character to it. But, mm. So we want to blend it with something that will balance that out. Sure. Uh, and this was a good example because we uh, what we, our goal was was to not treat it with anything. We wanted to showcase the barrels um, in our base recipe. And so we had, I think, about six or seven barrels to choose from, and we chose four of them to blend together that we thought would be the best final product as okay. a blend. And still, though, when you say you taste them every quarter, you still don't even do that for 18 months or something. It's the ones that are Then ready. you start yeah. tasting. <laughs> right. They're not tasting everything yeah. every quarter. Yeah, just the yeah, ones yeah. that are sub could be possibly put on the schedule to be processed. It's like your monks. Yeah. Just like, we'll wait. Right, Yeah. <laughs> Well, well I taste them on Good Friday. I do think the other advantage of that is that this tastes like a fresh beer to me. You know, there's no I, there's no oxidation. I'm not getting cardboard. I'm not getting um, no, not at all. Or like that kind of. Sometimes I actually really like it. That like musty basement. It's also kind that's of an not aspirin there. character. Sometimes the beers like this, and you don't get that at all. No, it actually could. You could tell me this is a fresh beer too. And other than the nuances of the barrel, you know, I'd be like, yeah, of course it is. Tastes fresh. That's I love nice. it. Yeah, it's your jam. Oh. It's my jam. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, people <laughs> like it. Um, yeah, it's just awesome. Yeah, it's great. All right. So this other beer now, 
this other one. <laughs> that's what we hinted towards. Well, because that's what I have to, I, now yeah. that I know that it's the one that we talked about the the first time it's around. Got wax on it. So this beer is four years old then. Uh, almost. Almost. Okay. Yeah. Let's say four years old for the yeah. show. Yeah. At least four years old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and 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 this was the also the prototype of your we get to go home tonight system yep. laser this laser beer system <laughs> finally the beer his laser guided beer system over here <laughs> that Corey made yeah. uh, so this is a it's a collaboration with Weldbergs we got uh, buddies over at Greeley Colorado and their big thing they make some big bold stouts and it's like hey yeah we want to come over let's make a beer let's have a lot of uh, what with our collaborators, we want a lot of influence from our guest breweries just to provide a variety and a difference than our beers for our customers. And their big thing is super long boil, but I didn't know exactly how long until I asked. <laughs> and they were like, it's like, how long do you boil? I was like 30 Whoa. hours. Cool. Uh, wow. All right. Well, I promised I said I would, uh, you know, do it. So I would, uh, I'm going to spend the night. And fortunately Corey built something Amazing. to where we didn't have to do that. <laughs> so this is, uh, it's boiled for, it's a double mash, boiled for 28 hours, aged 22 months in apple brandy barrels. And then we transferred all of it into uh, Th- Thomas H. Handy rye whiskey barrels for 15 more months. Uh, finished it on uh, a pound per barrel of vanilla, Ugandan vanilla, and a pound per gallon of uh, raw coconut. Wow. So it's, it's heavily. It's, a pound it's, per gallon of pound raw per gallon. coconut. All right, have a taste. <laughs> this is yeah. insane. Right. <laughs> I mean, your description was even insaner. These and also, fun to make. we haven't talked about this part of it, but in listening to you and the ingredients and where you get them from, I feel like the four ounces that are in my hand is like a hundred dollar glass of beer. <laughs> like if you got it your is. markup, it, it's like it's, it must be crazy. I'm trading this right now with somebody in Australia, <laughs> yeah, and he's giving me five hundred dollars. Quick, put a cap on the rest of that bottle. No, even gonna, even you, a half a bottle. You have a vial in your pocket that you're just. <laughs> yeah. gonna, you know, I know people that do that. Pour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see it on uh, my beer collectibles or my What's beer What's Sean cylinder. doing trading beer? <laughs> yeah. Four ounce samples like, like a urine. Sp- <laughs> right. Yeah. Either times are tough or that bottle's just really good. <laughs> yeah. So this is what we released during our, um, our anniversary weekend. It's called Midnight Abundance. And that's kind of a collaboration between um, their mm. uh, Media Noche, which is Midnight, and our Super Abundance, which is a, a barrel-aged stout that was treated with coconut and vanilla. So we just figured Midnight Abundance is how we put it together. So the coconut is just like, it's perfect. It is it's such like a the, candy, candy bar, but like mm-hmm. barrel-aged. <laughs> yeah, that part of it is just the exact right amount of coconut. As it warms up, you get uh, hints of the uh, apple brandy as well. I don't okay. know if that's going to be the like power suggestion. but uh, That's all right. That's um, fine. We could use that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we we feel like uh, we added complexity by adding uh, a non whiskey barrel into the mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, but, but I legs see. on this. I mean, look at this. It's just like the, it's oh, it's, just, it's eighteen percent. Yeah, it's even. Yeah. Oh, is it? Thank you for saying that. Not to drive home. Um, <laughs> here, do yeah. that again. I know it's like it's just Sully right into your camera right here. Just I got you on camera for the folks at home. Well, yeah, I haven't have been on camera the whole time. No, just right now. <laughs> just putting you on there now. Yeah, this is it's amazing. Just, it's, it's just sticking just like, right there, right? Like yeah, the legs. it's like. It's tinting the glass. You, I want to put this on ice cream or something. <laughs> you can watch oh, us on our Facebook page if you're, if you're listening to the podcast yeah. right now, if you want to see the beers. Um, but yeah, gosh, these are all just really, I'm so glad that these aren't my favorite styles of beers because I have It's dangerous. Enough. It's dangerous. Yeah. Exactly. It's too much. Yeah, you'd be like, it's too much alcohol. It's, it's too much. It's, yeah, it's, What's the percentage on this beer too? Yeah, Which doesn't taste like it, by the way. That's, 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 that's 4%. That's my this point. Was, yeah. <laughs> this is 18. 18. 18. 
Oh yeah. my God! Isn't that like a world record or something? No. What's uh, uh think, what's Jim uh, what's Jim Cook up to now? Eighteen point two, like barely above that. Yeah. What is it? The uh, it's not that much yeah, higher than that. Higher. I think the Brewdog guys have uh, have the <laughs> record at like sixty two. They, they don't. Fr- they froze. But you, could, you could freeze the yeah, still yeah, over yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What we're gonna do here? Right. <laughs> oh yeah, that's something. That's else. nice. It's definitely. I mean, both of the Oliver Stouts we consider kind of sippers but continual sippers to where yeah you want to yeah. taste but you're not you know no you're definitely sipping all of these the, yeah. the size of that bottle is right what's that uh 500 mil 500 mil yeah that's yeah. the right yeah. size you could share it with several people because it is a it is a sipper and i don't think you don't get tired of it you just yeah yeah it's interesting because it's like a it's a lo-fi buzz yeah, but there's other things going on here. I, I love mean, I a low fi like, buzz. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like it's not hitting you. You're not ridiculous. It's just like, yeah, it's, it it's, sounds so elegant. Yeah, it's right. Refined. Yeah, like a a t-shirt. You on that? Yeah. yeah, you can use that as a beer name. Just give me credit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, but like the, uh, I found myself with all of these. Um, it's a weird. As I'm uh, smelling it, the, the more the closer it gets to my mouth. My mouth closes so that I, I can only do a sip. Like it's just, it's almost automatic because it just smells so good. You're like, oh, do not chug. You're like that. a professional. Don't now. chug that. Just your body's saying, don't do what you think. You know, your mind's doing that. Your body's Mind. like, bring it, bring it, bring yeah, it. Yeah, but no, my body's like, no, 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 sip that. Yeah, you know, sip come that. on, you've done this before. You're not yeah. allergic to coconut. It's a no. I, well, I don't know. Great, great question. Yeah, why is my throat also closing? <laughs> but no. Justin's underneath the table again, but this time for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's nice. And so you just released this, this one, uh, or last few months, a couple months ago, anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. They just released it. Was wow. what I heard. That's, yeah, <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, how much there's... did you make? I mean, uh, how many of those little bottles did you make? I think this was a blend of four, four oak barrels. But then our coconut treatment kind of takes away one of those barrels as far as yield. Uh, but we released about um, how many cases? It was like 400 something bottles oh, okay. and then some on draft. And then uh, we saved the last keg. We have, I think, one keg back at the brewery. And then the last six will be poured at their Weldworks Invitational in June. Oh, nice. So that's going to be kind of like our showcase piece for our booth will be uh, our big collaboration. What do you charge for this? Because you're not charging enough, by the way. Whatever, whatever you're about to say out of your mouth is I mean, not enough money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because it tastes amazing. 500 milliliter bottle is 40 bucks retail. And uh, if you didn't show up uh, an hour and a half before we opened, you didn't get a bottle. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So right. it wasn't just members. It was anybody can come get it, but you had to show up early. Correct. Yeah. yeah. The members were allowed to buy one uh, as a, as a perk. They get a lot of pre-sales. Mm-hmm. And so they were able to buy one and then the leftovers go over to the public sale, which we always make sure there's a lot for the public. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they, th- we still do the lineup thing. We just, we don't have a lot of room. So we just kind of put the pallet out there and just kind of crank through the uh, sales. Right. Uh, fortunately we have a big, huge, uh, uh, parking lot with all the other businesses close everyone gets to spread out and you know be safe if they don't want to be close to somebody they don't have to be right and we pass out wristbands so everything's kind of numbered and we just kind of shout out you know the one through 10 10 through 20 and nice uh, just kind of make it a big fun i guess party yeah people tend to party in the forty dollars still isn't enough and, no, it's definitely not enough. And, and that's the highest. It's not like all of our beers are like that. Um, I understand. Uh, but it's still not enough. It's, it's still. Yeah. yeah you should, it, it, I mean, well, because let's the, talk about this. One often. of the things I like <laughs> about this show, I like that what we've created here is that we you get an opportunity to talk about that because people, everyone's a everyone just looks at prices all the time. I, I do it, too. And it happens here in my tap room. 
But to hear where the ingredients come from, from you guys, and to hear how long it took, and to hear that it's a collaboration from friends across the, you know, halfway across the country, like, every time I hear those new things, like another $10 goes up in my head that makes it worth it. Like, the value is there. Beer is still an affordable luxury, which is like, wait, we look at it, because, you know, there's the other side of it, which is lagers, you know, that are, you know, pretty accessible. But this is a very complex beer. This could be, if you look at the wine world or even the the liquor world, I mean, this is like a hundred dollar plus. If this four year old, if this four year old bottle of wine had this amount, uh, you know, this level of, uh, of 95, it would be be even more than that. I mean, so much. Yeah. So I like the opportunity to talk about it, uh, even though like only five people. Thank you. And this is the platform to kind of show what we did to this because people, could see just like the ingredients yeah. and the price and be like, that's overpriced to me, but not knowing what the effort it was to, to, to go into that. I like, bet you right. lost money on this. Maybe. Yeah. But You're like, I don't know, I mean, <laughs> but it's really fun to talk about. No, no, no. It's a marketing <laughs> yeah. opportunity, but I got to right. tell you, I mean, that's why, you know, where's the, where's the price? I mean, yeah. There's, it's, yeah. Okay. There's, there's stouts that we put over $2,000 worth of vanilla beans alone into mm-hmm. and yeah, you see the price tag on the bottle and that doesn't really compute. Right, but we put yeah. a lot into these beers. Sure, yeah. time and ingredients. It's, it's the same amount of volume, actually less volume when you use coke in it because it soaks up um, the liquid, the valuable liquid that we could sell. The, right, the product. Um, but with, with the you know when people complain about the price, like this is like I don't think they should crazy do that, at all. Yeah. that w- of what we did. Yeah, and you know we could charge whatever for it because we also have if you complain about price for beer, we have six fifty dollar um, uh, loggers for sale pints yeah you yeah. know but if you want that ultra luxury brand exactly. we put the effort to create those and that's just a whole nother animal and i think it's important to do that and just to stick to your guns not by the way i'm the one who brought it up I, you didn't come in here saying people are complaining about your price <laughs> no i brought it it's up it's me who like I mean, thinks about it you know yeah. it also and and as a reason to keep doing it too um you know it's the more beer guys very early on who taught me they're like you know there is a group of your listener base who doesn't care about spending money on no. your product? Give them more and they will buy it. They, they don't care. And so like they, at that time, were building these very expensive brew sculptures and all this stuff. And I just was thinking, wow, people are spending on that. And their answer was like, yeah, you know, not everybody, but enough people that it is well worth doing what you do. No, yep. And this is uh, people that buy this. Those are the people that motivate us to keep doing that. Yeah, because yeah. if they're, those people didn't exist. Right. You know, our efforts would have gone to waste, but it kind of motivates us to like, all right, what's, can we do this again? What's the next big thing? $60. Yeah. <laughs> the next big thing I is 60 bucks. I don't think you just gave me the idea. <laughs> no, 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 gave no. us the idea to jack up our prices. Hey, no. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I hate I, to I, make I, the comparison, but the porta potty guys did it. You can do it. I was just all right? going to say it. I mean, <laughs> if on. the ice guy can do it. The ice maker. If they charge four times for water. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to like, you know, drill it down, but I mean, when you look at how, what, your story is amazing about how you made this and the presentation and the, and the, and the beer itself, it's just, you know, it just, it, why would you not? Yeah. And, it, and it's just well worth it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do struggle with that when you don't get to tell your story, like you're not going to stand there and tell your story to everybody who, who wants to pay the 60 bucks to 40 bucks. Right. So the opportunity to do it, I'm just, yeah. I like yeah, and, it. but but other, I mean, the wine world does it. The liquor world does it. They tell yeah. the story. They tell you what goes into it. They yeah. say how, how rare it is. Yeah. Limited supply, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Do you guys promote to your, your local chocolatier and your, and the local oh, coffee absolutely. company? Yeah. I think we did. That uh, stuff's super uh, like, important. So part of our uh, social media incorporates uh, our vendors and, and also just education 
of our processes that we feel are different, not necessarily unique, but different and what we're passionate about. So we'll explain our chocolatier, our vanilla producer and, and what they do. So for example, um, even though it's not in this beer, but it was in superfluous, but the cacao, um, crew chocolate, they go down to the farms and they work with the farmers directly buying from them, training them, uh, kind of keeping up to date with their processes. Yeah. Uh, and also on their recent trip, they brought down one of our bottles to share with the farmers. So the farmers oh, got nice. to try the, uh, the final product of what their chocolate eventually turned into. Yeah, the the cacao. I want a video of that. <laughs> yeah, we actually posted it recently, and it was just the, the face on those farmers are just like, "What are we tasting right here?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Oh, I think that's really worlds cool. collide. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, there's a beer name too. Worlds collide. Worlds collide. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that one might exist. Johnny <laughs> probably take it. Yeah. It probably is yeah. actually. <laughs> well, the beers are delicious. Thank you, gentlemen, for bringing these in. Thank you, guys. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, this has been a real treat. These are awesome. I have some other bottles um, that Derek has uh, donated to me that I'm going to share with my staff, too. We've got our, we're actually having our Christmas party at the end it's, of this uh, month. It's April, but. I know. Hey, we do things different around here. <laughs> uh, and so I'm going to share some of these Moxa beers with them, too, because uh, they love uh, all of this stuff. You can go to moxabrewing.com um, to look up any of them. Um, if you guys can hang out just a, a few more minutes anyway, oh, absolutely. I, I got to talk to Sully about some things cause, uh, I don't know if this happened on air. I can't remember now an hour ago, <laughs> but you revealed that you're, you're brewing at the I'm, pub. I'm, I'm brewing again. I'm back. Like, are you the brewer at the pub or you're brewing a sum? I kind of am the brewer right now at 5632 wow. Street, just two blocks from Giants Park. Which I spent a lot of time at. You have, because you have season tickets now, apparently. I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, wow. Yeah. I so, love this. So what happened was, is that things have been slow, as we all know. Yeah, and so yeah. my, usually I travel and go to markets and do da-da-da-da, which I kind of am still doing. But we've been so slow because a lot of businesses in the area are not since San Francisco are not open right now. So there's not a lunchtime business. Okay. Yeah. And, and then the, the giants, now they're back, but they haven't been. Right. And so there hasn't been a huge, you know, amount of like, you know, load on the brewery there, you know, that we need to like make beer. I see. And so we didn't, it didn't warrant having somebody there. So I've been back there and it's been actually awesome because I mean, we opened this place up almost 22 years ago. I mean, look, you can yeah. tell the gray hair. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I, it's been fun getting back in there and doing it and just like, so that's what I was going to ask you. I bet you kind of love it. Like, oh, I don't, dude, you have no idea. I you mean, don't want to be there for I'm, the next 10 years, but you no, kind of no, love it's, it. Right? It's not sustainable. I mean, I have a travel schedule. that's about yeah. to kick up, but I need to get somebody back in there eventually. But it's just been amazing. It's just like to get back their hands on. I mean, the reason I got out of my like day job when I was before the 21st, before I got into brewing back in the day before triple rock was my first brewing job. Yeah. Uh, was, uh, be, I was working and I wore a suit every day. I wore, you know, I was a paralegal, da, da, da. And so, you know, and then I was, it was very hands-on, you know, brewing, you know, physical. And, uh, and then what happened was with the success of the company and, you know, distributing to all these different states and all that is that I now have my own office and right. I, and I, you know, I'm like, eh, it's just, everything it's like, but the suit I've, I've created my own, you know, hell in some ways <laughs> inadvertently the funny thing about my office i think i've told this before on the show is that i purposely made it uncomfortable so i i had this like nice oh, yeah. oak you know like nico's office is a nice like l-shaped wood desk and i like, got rid of it and i went down to like this this business supply uh off supply store in berkeley <laughs> and i got this like crappy like metal principles desk and put yeah. it in there i don't want it to be comfortable at all i don't want right. to be in there 
That's so funny. So kind of to get back there and kind of brew again, haul out grain. I mean, I'm the guy on the street, like dumping grain into like this, you know, uh, into the compost bin. So I feel like you should name a beer my own hell. Uh, <laughs> you know, because you're uh, back. But according to the gentleman in the room, it's probably been taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably great Hellas name. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There we go. Hell, yeah, exactly. My own hell list. I love this. Sully's own hell. <laughs> so it's been great. I mean, making hazies and making a Saison tomorrow. In fact, I stopped at the Oak Barrel on the way here. Nice. To pick up some uh, uh, some bags because I'm, I'm going to chop up some lemongrass and put in some uh, um, some orange uh, peel into it and all that. And yeah. Yeah. It's been great. You're still able to do all the physical labor? You're okay? You're not going to... Okay. I'm 42. No, uh, no, it's no, it's honestly been amazing. I mean, it's like great I love to it be so much. physical again. Yeah. Lost a bunch of weight. Wow! Like just you know, you got the boots on. Got you're just you're on. right back there. Yeah. So it's just you for now. But but the maybe the the brewery the big uh, the production brewery supplies some of the beer for the yeah. pub. Yeah. Okay. And you're filling it out with just only beer you feel like brewing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm making hazies, I'm making saisons, yeah. I made a red, like an American oh, yeah. style red. Nice. Because I was like, well, whatever. Yeah, this is uh, great. Yeah, it's, uh, you got to come by and check it out next time you're at a, a Giants game. I will. So I was there last week, and but I don't know what I ordered. It could have been your beer. It was a pale ale of some kind. Yeah, it was a, It was the Triton pale ale, which was yeah, a... Yeah, that's what I had. Which was a fundraising beer for Ukraine. Oh, nice. Yeah. So my money went to a good place. It did. Not to Putin. No, <laughs> we did Whatever his name Putin. is. <laughs> that's good uh yeah i enjoyed the beer did you did you make that beer i like the way justin said i like, just want to know did you really did yeah you? i did yeah 100 so, well you know me the first thing i do is i scan for a pale ale yes right and then i did read oh this yeah. one's also for a cause so yeah so i was supposed to do a collaboration with roger okay yeah uh, from faction and yeah. then that didn't work out so i i brewed my own just went for it yeah it was good but but roger's been great because I don't have access to a lot of like, you know, great, you know, sexy hops like you all have here. Um, I got a lot of middle four, by the way. But uh, no, <laughs> I see some trading in your future. Oh, that's where it all went. But yeah. Roger, Roger's got some, he's, he's been a good source because I'm buying a box here, a box there. So okay. it's been great going over there. Nice. I mean, honestly, it's been amazing. It's like literally like starting all over again. I yeah. love this. Yeah. This is fun. And actually, I'm having that conversation with myself. Like, why did I put that valve there? Why did I put that? I mean, literally like, right. that was a dumb idea. Yeah. Yeah, when I went back to work here at the bar after I built it, I was like, man, this place sucks. Why is that sink over there? And why is you guys, why don't you hate me more? Exactly. They built a weird place for you to work. Yeah. Uh, Although it's a nice, it's a nice compact brewery. Yeah. Um, and it's been, it's been good getting back, you know, as uh, you know, also Nico and I don't, we're not, we're not the other owner. We're not over there a lot. So it's been nice kind of being back there. We have had a new manager there. Yeah. Who's actually really experienced trick. Um, uh, that's his name. And, uh, it's been, you know, it's been, a nice, it's been nice kind of getting it going again and the staff coming back and people being excited and now baseball. So yeah, all that's going on. Yeah. I saw Nico at spring brews and, and we, we had a little biz talk, you know, about how things are going here, how things are going there. Yeah. Um, but one of the things we talked about was baseball. So we're also, uh, we're friends, uh, mutual friends with the Arizona wilderness guys yep. who were on the show not too long ago. And so these guys, Arizona wilderness guys, great pub in, uh, Gilbert, Arizona, and then they opened this beer garden um, in Phoenix. Yes. A big old beer garden in 2019, which is where um, the where the where baseball does spring training. Yeah. Giants and a bunch of other teams do spring training. So, so they had this awesome 2019 where the, the beer garden got filled out and then COVID, right? <laughs> and baseball gets canceled. 
And then it's like, oh, it's not canceled, but it's half a season and no one can come. Yep. And so they're sitting on this big piece of like downtown property and they're getting beat up by COVID like the rest of us. And then 2022 rolls around and these fuckers go on strike. These baseball guys, they yeah. get locked out. The, <laughs> now the owners are fighting with the players and and half a spring training gets canceled. Yep. And and I'm and I think about now I'm such a big baseball fan right now. It's like it's what I do to hey, you said that keep my like... sanity. So like I, I don't like the offseason anymore. I really needed baseball to come back. So I was already upset, but I go thinking about you guys. And I'm like, oh, my friends at Arizona Wilderness, COVID's supposed to be over or whatever, or at least we're supposed to be open again. And here we just keep getting another another dagger thrown at us. So yeah. baseball goes on strike. Their 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 beer gardens empty. And then I think about you guys, right? Uh, same thing. And luckily, like the home opener didn't get moved. Nope. Like you guys, just out of the skin of your teeth, right? The home opener doesn't get moved. Yep. And I just remember I was sitting at home watching baseball, watching spring training, thinking about you guys going. These fuckers. We just. It's just. Oh, it's. It keeps being another thing. Well, it it it, it seemingly is, but it's honestly, it's definitely not. It's different than what it was back in two thousand. We opened because we opened like you know when there wasn't a lot going on in that neighborhood. Right now, now the businesses are coming back. Now we're seeing more and more people coming out, and okay. also in San Leandro, there are a tap room as well. And then now baseball's here, so it's been you know yeah, uh, it, it it's been it's. It's coming back around. I feel like it's we're just right there. Well, you've got a more po- so I'm still positive about it, but it does. I do feel the slow trickle, right? I feel like it's trickling back, but it does still feel to me like there just keeps being another little thing thrown at you. Like, okay, for example, this war that we've just mentioned, right? Like, yeah. just when things couldn't, yeah. you're like, all right, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. the next variant sort of going away. The vaccines are going up. Oh, how about hyperinflation due to a war? Yep. Like, and so I still have. I'm, tr- I'm, I'm remaining optimistic. Don't get me wrong. You have to be an eternal optimist, and I'm doing that. But it does sometimes feel like, okay, it's enough already, right? It is enough. What happened to the Roaring Twenties we were supposed to have yeah. after COVID? Right? Like, oh, don't worry, everyone's going to go out. They're going to spend all their money. It's going to be fantastic. Well, I was just waiting for that to happen. Well, there's one thing. There's one little like you know great little fun thing that when you listen to the giants on the radio mm. on KNBR love it and they come around to the 21st out guess who sponsors that oh <laughs> i did the hear your ad amendment. on the radio the 21st amendment the 21st out is sponsored by the 21st amendment That's at right. 563 second street i did hear that who came so, up with that for you uh it might have been it was the marketing group at at KMBR or your own marketing group? Our own yeah. marketing group. I think it was Randy Griggs might have come up with it. Really? Yeah. I give I don't give him enough credit. He's not with us anymore. But, what? Uh, no. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Randy He's a good Griggs. I think he took my class in San Diego State. Um I taught a class, a marketing class. I think he took it. The name sounds super yeah. familiar. He's taken a lot of class. He's been around he's been around the brewing network a bunch too. So yeah. I didn't know. I will right, we'll talk about that off the air. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, I did but, hear but, your but, ad on yeah, there. I yeah. was like, look at Sully go back on the radio. Well, it was not me saying it, but no, but it, still, yeah, we're still on but the radio. two and A's back on the radio. Yeah. You don't, they don't give you tickets to the game for that or anything. Actually, it's funny. They do. So uh, when are we going? <laughs> well, it's, it's, I, I it, this is a, this is okay. Real quick. I when are you what, taking me in the Moxa I, boys I, I, to a baseball game? You just feed me the Elijah Craig. And it's <laughs> yeah, like, right. anything's going to happen right, tonight. Down. My low five buzz is happening right now. Boys. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, no. It, it's, now a high five buzz. <laughs> it might be. A, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. So it's been, it's funny because I, so I went to opening day and then they offered me tickets 
to their suite, KNVR suite, the next day. And I said, I can't make it. Sully! <laughs> and actually, I thought to myself, son, you know, <laughs> 20 years ago, you would have been like all over this. Yes. We just recently launched in Hawaii, and I turned that trip down. Oh. Now, if we would have turned that, if, and this, this, the whole team was out there like a week ago. Right. And if you okay. would have told me like literally like, 20 years ago, you can go to Hawaii. We're going to launch your beer. They're like, oh, that sounds amazing. Now, like, I'm like, I can't wait. I'm like, I can't go. I got to do this thing. I got to do this other thing. <laughs> I got to like, brew. What now. the hell happened to me? What did happen? Where's the fun? See, things <laughs> are. See, this is my point. Things aren't back, Sully. They're not quite They're back not yet. Quite back. The Sully who was back would have gone to Hawaii. And Nico went and called me to go to a suite exactly. at the Giants game. <laughs> It's the Sully Actually, you're right. I would have left you outside on the ground. Are you going to get home okay, Justin? There's yeah. a story there somewhere. There's probably a story there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so are are you there for the whole season? Is that how is that how Giant sponsorship works? Yeah, we are. That's awesome. Yeah, I did hear. I totally forgot. That I, I can't. That. And if you ever want to go to the KNBR suite, just let me know. So, but you have season tickets. It's a standing. So. It's a standing invite to the KMBR. Suite? I don't know how it worked, but I was told that I can like. I there's there's options. You can get seats or the suite. I used I mean, to produce I, I don't know if, their shows. I don't know if you want to go. I mean, it's like free food and beer. I don't know if you want to do that. Though. It sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds terrible. Yeah, I'm up in the cheap seats. Don't get me wrong here. My season tickets are like you know just enough to keep me at every game, but not so much. I like I like bring a sandwich. Like I have a cooler. I bring my food. Do you really? <laughs> you can't go to that many games and spend all the money. No, you like, cannot do that. Like you know, beers are twenty dollars or whatever. So I went to like. I don't know. I went for like three weeks last season, not knowing that, and then got my credit card bill. And I was like, oh, this is I'm not, not this sustainable. Is not so now I have my little cooler. I bring the food. You can know. you leave to, and get back in or is it just like? No, uh, okay, you can leave you... to public house. You can go to public house. Okay. Which is just because it's connected, you know. So you uh, you could actually always go down to a better seat like at a Bruce Springsteen show. Yes, you can. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> like we've done at, every at Connecticut, like yeah. I did at your seat. Exactly. See, you're always getting me better seats. Is my is the point here? Tradition will continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if it continues at the Giants, this is great. Listen, you can come sit with me in my cheap seat anytime too. <laughs> you know, but now that we know, now you'll be like, yeah, this is okay. Do you want to go to the suite? Can we? We watched one out. Can we? Go <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. So people don't like. I offer my seats that people want to come with me. People don't like coming to me. I'm like, I'm there from first pitch to last pitch. I don't yeah. care what's happening. I like, I want to see the game. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. It was nice talking to you. Shut up now. <laughs> you're not sociable. Like you're this like guy who talks on the radio all the time, but you're just like, look, I'm focused right now. You know what's going on? This I'm like, right I'm now? like writing the box score. Oh, on the, you're, you're, no, so I'm not that you're guy. You're keeping yet. score. You're going to be that, doing that. You're going to be doing that. It could happen. I might, I can see myself bad becoming idea. the person who writes down every pitch that ever. Do you guys watch baseball at all? Yeah. Moxa yeah boys? Are you going to be the one? Six, four, three, double. So I don't think I'm ever, I don't think I'm ever going to be that, but I do have like a little fantasy game going on on my phone at the same time. So I am watching a lot I like of the one where you pass the cup to like, you know, we put a dollar in next hit. That person keeps the, I don't know if you ever played that. No. What is what this is game? So, I like that game. I like it already. Game? Like a group of people and then you pass around a hat, you have dollar bills in you and uh, you're batter, you're, you put in a dollar into the hat. And if that person on bat gets a hit, yeah, you keep. What's in the pot? Oh, you just keep th- passing that around. Oh, I like this throughout game. the whole game. Maybe me and my fellow season ticket members fun. up in the cheap seats can play this game. <laughs> I might have to start this. Been, yeah, one dollar. Yeah, it's a buck, right? That's yeah. fine. That's how I play golf. It's like a buck a hole. It's no big deal, right? <laughs> Are you friends with the people around you? 
Not yet. So <laughs> I you missed. Keep seeing the same people though. I will. I missed opening weekend. Okay, which is stupid. Yeah, uh, but I missed opening weekend, so I've only been to three games. But okay. uh, so and I'm just starting to see who's like the repeats because a lot of people just sell their seats, you know. Yeah. So you get some randoms in. I was asking, oh, are these your seats? And nobody said. No, yes. I didn't even know what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, but I did last season. I got to know them. But they moved me this season. It's a weird COVID thing. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what happened. You acted up. Are they better seats? Uh, they're better seats. Okay, yeah. well, then you're moving now. But they're the same price. I, so what happened was like for the first... Aren't like beer people care about this. <laughs> but for the first time ever... We care about it. For the first time ever, they let uh, season ticket holders um, give up a seat. You could skip a season because of okay. COVID. Yeah. And, and not lose your seats. Okay. So that's why they were selling these like half season tickets for cheap. I got somebody's half. I got somebody's tickets, but they said if you want to stay, these ones over here are your permanent seats. And I got them for my dad too. Like so, my dad he's all on oxygen. Yep. And so my permanent seats, there are no stairs. We just wheel them right up to the seat, and he can't do a lot of things, but he likes baseball, and he can sit there and watch baseball and complain about shit. <laughs> so sounds like a win-win. So that's what we do. We sit there <laughs> and we complain about shit for nine innings. You know. Um, it's been great. That's yeah. awesome. And it's that. Uh, yeah, that's that's my sanity right now. Because I do. I work a lot. We're focused on this place. Just getting everything. You back. have to do stuff. And like so, that. yeah, it used to be golf. Right. Which I'll play every now and then. But that's just I don't know. I can't. It's the whole thing. So I, I take my dad to the baseball game. You're you're a good son. You know, we're doing all right. Yeah, you're doing all right. Yeah. All right, you guys too. If you ever want baseball tickets, all right. I'll give up or if you side. want to come with me to the KNBR suite, I'm right over here. Well, that's what I meant. If you ever want baseball tickets, we're going to call Sully and yeah, we're going to go to the KNBR suite. Let me know. I have Sully's phone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if any of that's true, by the way. <laughs> Probably that first game was true. Yeah. That's for sure. I mean, you are a sponsor. You haven't cashed in your sponsor ticket. I don't think I have yet. All right. Let's talk. All right. We'll talk about it. I'm going to a game in June, but I don't have box seats or anything. Okay, yeah. So I'll let just, you know. Yeah, in case you want to stop in. Maybe just just pop in for a beer and some yeah, crab legs by, or whatever. Go, oh, hey, guys, I don't know what's going, going on. on. Your beers were great, but sorry, you can't go up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. I love it. I wanted to be mad at them, too. I wanted to be mad about the strike. I just can't. I just, oh, I don't care. Whatever. It's over. It was short-lived. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like one just, series was gone. And that yeah. Was it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. All right, well, I'm going to be stopping into the 2 and so That's another I'll thing. I'll buy you a beer. So the, that's another thing that's different to like the way things are changing, you know, this year. People are starting to extend their hours again yep. and like count on people being around. So like I can go to 2 and after and and you can afford to have the place open. And like I definitely see those things changing, right? Even if it's not gangbusters, even if it's not the roaring 20s like everyone said it was going to be, I can see us starting to like we just extended our hour. I think we're extending them next week, you know. That first weekend with the opening day and then the whatever, four or five games, whatever it is after that. I mean, it was insane. Yeah. I, bet. I mean, we have not seen that, but it was great because we had the same staff as we had before the shutdown. Oh, I love that. And, you know, and some new folks, of course. And they were just, they're just like, they Happy. just locked in. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's, it was good to see. And yeah. everybody was excited. They were waiting for that wave. Right. So we've had a couple big events like that here, and you can, everyone's just happy about it. You can just I mean, what it. we're saying is that people need to get out, <laughs> people do and need they to need out. to come to your place <laughs> yes. and your place yes. at Moxa, and you need to like just get it going. It's time. You can hear everybody yeah. complaining about it, like, oh, COVID ruined everything. Blah, blah. Okay, no, no, well, no, no. do something about it. Yeah, it's a short-lived thing. Every, you know, yeah. The attention span is short. 
Yeah. Uh, and we need to just in, in, lean into that and get out there again. It's time to do that. You need to play like God Bless America. I know. Or <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be the roaring mid-20s. Yeah. Exactly. Be the, that's, that's what I keep saying. Well, the 20s aren't over yet. And I'm like, all right, well, fuck, they better get going fast. <laughs> <laughs> because we'll have a good summer. Th- you know, summer picks up. Yeah. It's funny because California doesn't have bad weather or anything, but it does get cool here, yeah. cold. And, and so summer will pick up. We'll have a great summer. Um, but I'll tell you, as, as a future PSA, do not let another winter like t- like like twenty one and twenty two happen, folks. Get out and support small business and your rest your local restaurants. And uh, it Amen. was you don't you have no idea. You, you read the news; it was a brutal winter for people in the service industry. Yep. So don't let that happen. And, and Omicron is out there. I get it. I'm not blaming anybody. Don't let that happen. And stop again. ordering online. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, honest. I mean, unless I just it's did, direct. I, I just did it this weekend, by the way. Yeah, uh, I do it too. I know. Unless but, it's direct. Yeah. You know. But I, you have to get out. Go out. Yeah. I know. Like for me, it was like, and here we were. I think I'm ranting right now. Go ahead. Uh, I, I feel like I, if you were an introvert during the pandemic, you became more of an introvert. If you were not, you became an introvert. Right. <laughs> you know. If you're, you know, like you, and I think that you just have to realign you know, you're thinking on it and get back out there. We're social beasts. Yeah. We want to be around each other. I, I think that some things are, are permanently changed, but I don't even, you're, no, I don't believe that compl- at all. I don't well, believe that. I just think some habits, yeah. but they don't have to break. They don't have to be completely different that I think the playoffs are going on out there. They're outside and, having and fun right now. Did there's, you hear there's, that? There's like four people out there having there's a not, great There's not. There's 25 people there's out there. There's a lot of people out there. Yeah. yeah. The place is packed. <laughs> it is, actually. It's not like it was packed. For that Elijah yeah, Craig barrel. They are. That's so <laughs> they're paying sixty dollars a bottle out there for it. This week I was like, listen, every time you say Moxa, you say Elijah Craig, okay? And all of our promotions, you say Moxa, you say Elijah. All right. That's what people are gonna come out for. Not that they wouldn't come out for your smiling faces, guys, but, you know. Yeah, beer's really good. They have to come out here. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you for coming into the studio and not being afraid to do that. Uh, we have HEPA filters everywhere. <laughs> why, why do you even need one? What's going on? <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> I, did you get COVID? See all that? Yeah, at least once. I, I have not had it at all. Oh, I've been around people. You. My son got, actually, I don't know if I should say that, but he, like, uh, people you know, close people to you. on me, breathing on me, right, right. never, never got it. Yeah, yeah. Me either. I got I don't, it. I don't understand it. I, I haven't I, had any, I, got it. I have not had any vaccines either. I'm kidding. That's a complete. <laughs> that, 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 I was that, like, that is not. That, that is, is not true. Yeah, that is a bold face. You're lie. as much of a germaphobe as I am, so but, there's no yeah, way. No, yeah, I've had all of it. I'm going to take them all. They're going to keep giving to me. Yeah, that's. But I have not. I, I did, now that I've said it, it's going to happen. I know, right? I'm going to call <laughs> you in four know. days, Justin. You're guess like, what? Well, I can't do the show next week because he's solo host. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had it, and I got it out of out. Well. I got it during an outdoor multi-day beer festival, but I think I got it from a friend who flew in to go to the festival. Okay. Um, but yeah, I had, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Delta. I had back during the Delta wave. Oh, wow. Um, old school. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I had old school um, COVID. <laughs> Omicron's like, yeah, I had Omicron. I had, I had, I had it's Omicron. It's like a badge of honor. I'm like, Omicron. I had Delta. I had a sniffle. <laughs> I thought I had allergies. I didn't know. I didn't even know I was sick. Yeah. No, I yeah, and I so I had all the symptoms. I had every symptom, and the the <laughs> one that that I had, I had every symptom, right? Ugly, like that's one, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the the one that lasted the longest was uh, the taste thing, 
And the weird thing about the taste thing was that it came back kind of slowly so I could start to taste things. So once I felt better, what's the first thing I do? I grab a beer, right? Like I'm ready for a beer. I've been sick for five days. And I was terrified because all I could taste was bitter. I, could, oh. I couldn't taste the middle of anything. I could only taste like the extremes. Sweetness or body. And so, yeah. And so I was like, and that last, it kept going on and on. And I was like, fuck, this is kind of my career. <laughs> if I can't sit here and talk about beer... I'll be to, even more full of shit than I normally am on this show. Yeah, I'll be like, at least now I can say a bunch of things to Derek that sound real. <laughs> but if I couldn't even taste it, I'd be like, "Wow, that's a really bitter beer, yeah. Derek. Really, oh. the Elijah Craig? <laughs> this one's bitter too. Damn, your lagers are bitter. Yeah, <laughs> everything's so bitter. And I was really afraid of it. Um, and then it came back to you. Know? <laughs> you were fine. Well, because you read these things like this person's yeah. taste never Long came back. All COVID. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this will be. I'll be the one guy who, yeah. So it wasn't fun having it, but what are you going to do? You're all going to get it. You're going to get it, Sully. It lives with us. <laughs> it lives with us. I mean, somebody else in this room hasn't had it either. <laughs> no, I, I've had it. I mean, everyone probably did. Yeah. I'm not saying you're going to get it tomorrow. I think I might. I'm not saying you're going to get it next year. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I might have had it, but I tested during the time I thought I had it. I didn't have it. Right. That's no, good for you, but you got to get it. I'm a rainbow. But you could uh, have you, had it and had no idea. Like, I only tested because I was going to go hang out with my in-laws, and I was like, I sneezed a couple times. Right. <laughs> that was the same thing. It inconvenienced me because I had dinner reservations that had to cancel, and that was like the was biggest thing. You sound like such yeah, a Northern like, California oh, guy. I shouldn't go out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had yeah. dinner reservations. <laughs> right. My plane was late, and I had COVID. <laughs> it was really annoying. <laughs> yeah, it was more annoying than anything. I taste mean, taste went away like partly for one day. It came back, and actually two weeks later, came back stronger. I was like smelling things across the brewery. Super, wow! Yeah. So you you got uh, you I, turned into a, what is it? I want to say like a mutant, su- but um, <laughs> super taste. Sure, yeah, like like yeah. yeah, like a yeah, like a superhero mutant. Yeah. So that one week in the brewery, you were like, we need to add more of everything, and then afterwards, you're like, whoa, 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 yeah, turn like, it oh, down. Shit, our right. beer is or aromatic <laughs> we did it guys no, yeah yeah no, i was uh like at the bar and then uh someone was pouring i called out the beer that they were pouring because i could smell like the particular hop that they were pouring out and i was like whoa never yeah. did that before it's like pregnancy nose yeah i guess so i'm pregnant, <laughs> You're pregnant. yeah i didn't have that happen covid scary. gave me a baby <laughs> right You're like, you had a this disease baby. is just wild <laughs> yeah I did have a brewer friend who got it after me too. And uh, she had asked the same thing. She, she wrote to me. She's like, Hey, this tasting isn't coming back. I'm, she was scared. She's like, is it, is it going to come back? I was like, just ride it out, man. It's good. You're going to be fine. <laughs> just trust me. I don't think you're the one in a billion that it never comes back. And sure enough, it came back, but no, it didn't come back stronger. Mm. That's for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Did to me. Fortunately. Yeah. Hey, exactly. You're like, <laughs> give me COVID. You, give it to me again. <laughs> I want extra, extra yeah. dog senses. Maybe I can even think about recipes better next time. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows about this weird disease? All right. Well, I want to thank you all again uh, uh, for being here and uh, and being in the studio. It's always a pleasure to have you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's really to be here. Corey and Derek from Moxie. Go to moxiebrewing.com uh, and check it out. Check them out on all their socials so you can find out when the new uh, restaurant and uh, Tasting Room is opening in Roseville, right? Yep. Yeah, that's right. correct. We have a different Instagram and Facebook page for the Barrel House because it just it has a restaurant. There's going to be a lot of different things going on with the new place. Okay. Uh, we'll do some co 
branding, but yeah. there are going to be separate uh, events and releases and things to enjoy at both places. So on social media, we're just on Facebook and Instagram, but Moxa Brewing and then Moxa Barrel House. Okay. Excellent. Love it. I can't wait. I want to check it out. Uh, I like your tap room right now. So it sounds like you guys got good things coming out. And will we see you all at, I know I'm going to see you at CBC. Derek, you're speaking at the Craft Brewers Conference. That's correct. I'm doing a little marketing talk. Corey, are you nice. getting, you going to the... Yep, I'll be there. All right. I'll and be there. It's all you're going to? I'll be judging all your beers. You're judging? Yes. All right. Oh, remember I that, them. I thought that was... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I the winner remember is... remember what these taste like. Moxa again. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Justin Crosley. No. Oh, wrong event. But I will be broadcasting that one too. Are you... Are you uh, the World Beer Cup? Yeah, yeah, World Beer Cup. I'll be broadcasting in, that. Excited about in it. In Minneapolis... Is that what Minnesota? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, So this is going to be our first World Beer Cup. I mean, 2018, we were too new. And then 2020 didn't happen. They either distilled our beer or gave it to their friends. We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. It just vanished. Yeah. I think I sent some beer in. It was like, where did that beer go? Sorry. We lost it. Yeah. How many beers did you enter? Well, the thing about that is they have so many rounds because it's such a big competition that when you send a beer, you have to send like 18 bottles. So we're sending 18 of these like 30 something, $40 bottles. We're like, we'll pay to bring them back so we can sell them. And they're like, there's thousands of boxes here. I'll try my best, but probably not. (laughs) Right. Yeah. They probably had one in his hand drinking it right there while writing that email. It tastes really good right now. Yeah. They're like, if we can find it, it'll be great. It tastes great. And Sully, did you enter? We didn't enter this year. Not the World Beer Cup? No. The World Beer Cup? Because of COVID. I see. Yeah. It's like the excuse for I'm, (laughs) (laughs) But I'm judging. So I think the reason we have to send so many bottles, I mean, I'm not quite sure if I have this correct, but it's that they they all get shipped to Denver, Colorado, and then they send them in separate trucks, like two different trucks in case something happens to the truck. I see. um, But the preliminary rounds were judged actually near Denver. And yeah, then the recently, fi- yeah, right? and then they were, yeah. and then the finals were done in uh, in Minneapolis. Okay, which is where I'll be. It's where you'll be judging your beers. Uh, I'm going by myself, <laughs> Sully. Will you hang out with me? I will. I need I, someone to hang out with me. I'm not staying at the hotel that they because I used you know, to travel back there a lot because we we contract brewed back there for a bit or partner brewed, excuse me. Yes. Uh, so I'll be staying at the Normandy Inn. Okay. Which is my usual place back there. Okay. So but we can hang out. All right. I yeah. just want to know that we're going to hang out. <laughs> like I'm telling Justin where I'm staying my hotel like, room. That well, sounded right. really weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, cool. I'm going to book the room next door <laughs> like with the joint, with the adjoining door. Like, yeah. really what are you doing over so, there? What's, hey, what's, what's going on? It's me. It's Justin. I'm here. Oh, uh, let's hang out. I made it. You ready to hang out? Like, I got to sleep for this judging tomorrow. Whatever. I'm right here. If you need anything, Sully, I'm right here. I'm your guy. You okay? How, how was, how was judging? Because I always, see judges and they look like miserable at the end of the day <laughs> because they're like, You're I had to get wrong. up. I, yeah. yeah. I'm like drinking heavy beers. Uh, okay. So it's a bit of a job. Yeah. I do not want to hang on with you. You, you, you <laughs> okay. start You start at like at yeah. 830 in the morning and you have a break for lunch and then you do the second half. And usually the judges at the end of it are like, you want a gin and tonic. So yeah, you're yeah. like usually going to the something bar, the Marriott, cubes. something that's really, you know, and, and you know, usually the folks from, um, and anyway, so, uh, <laughs> it, yeah, they're, I don't know if I'm miserable. I just think, but that's it's maybe a job. The, it's a, it's a job. You're writing a lot Yeah, and there's a lot of discussion. It's not like it's, it's intense. They just look like the, all the judges, they just look tired and they don't want to hang out with me. <laughs> 
So when I see you, we will when you're, we'll hang out with you. Okay, sounds yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, that'll happen. Sounds like we're all hanging out in Minneapolis. Yeah, we are. Justin off on yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you want to hang out with him? <laughs> it's your turn. He wants to I'm hang out. I'm fun with to hang out with. Sully. You are fun. I'm just playing to the joke. Okay, I'm just settle down. F- I'm fun I'm guy. F- I'm fun guy. I'm fun guy. <laughs> yeah, it, no, no. That's. I mean, looking forward to you know, seeing you guys there because that's. That and also, it's back. I mean, it's going to yeah. be. It's going to be great. I mean, it's going to be a full CBC, and uh, the the trade show is going to be going on as well, which I'm excited about. Yeah, like walking around there and seeing, you know, what they have to offer and what they want to sell me. Oh yeah, now that you're a brewer, yeah. <laughs> you got to go check that stuff out. <laughs> you're going to buy some cool shit. I don't know that. how to respond to that, but yeah, there'll be. <laughs> Get yeah. yourself a tiny centrifuge for the pub. I need a yeah. tiny centrifuge. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a mini one? <laughs> yeah. Do they make mini ones now? They must I'm have pretty different sure sizes, that's what we right? have. Ours really? is pretty small. Is yeah. it? I think it's I, honestly going back to that because I didn't really chime in. But I mean, the fact that you have that is really impressive because I think that's one thing that beers like uh, they need to be cleaned up. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, you know, th- what you're doing, because I hear like a lot, a lot of large breweries will actually do a rough green uh, centrifuge before they dry hop. And that's oh, just that'd to be remove, great. And that's just to that, remove, yeah. remove like all the yeast matter and all this and yeah. then dry hop hmm. and recirculate during that time and, recir- and actually dry hop within eight hours, you know, because mm-hmm. they're just like circulating constantly and then move it off. So I, oh, I think wow. it's. Uh, yeah, we only dry hop for uh, sure. 24 hours. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. But a shit ton of hops for yes, 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right? Like, browsing. I mean, that is a different. 24 oh, okay. hours, a lot what, of hops. What are you doing? Are you like, yeah. uh, you are you burping? Are you like. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Create a gadget over here. <laughs> made a laser uh, burper. I want to yeah. talk to Mr. Creative Gadget. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, he made a, a, a rouser that can uh determine uh, and we could change interval and duration for our rousing. Wow. So you just hook up CO2 to it and it you program it and then it just blasts all night long. Wow. Keeps the hops in suspension. What about hop creep? Uh we, we don't try to it mitigate is. that by um Soft crashing before we dry hop, getting as much yeast out as we can, dry hopping for a very brief period, and then crashing immediately. Mm. Uh, we also use enzyme to prevent the formation of diacetyl. Uh, so we may be playing a little bit with fire there, but um, it's we haven't had any problems. Yeah, so far so good. So once the beer's at terminal, it's just dry hop for a day, crash for a day, centrifuge and carve it up. Mm. I think that short time, if I had to guess from what I've heard, it's probably the biggest factor in limiting hop creep. Yeah. We've yeah, done it on purpose sure. one time when uh, the beer wasn't at uh, our goal terminal uh, gravity. Uh, we've purposely dro- uh, hop creeped a beer okay. before. So we have actually understood like the science behind it. And, like I we see. tried to do it purposely and then we tried not to do it most of the time. Wow. What did you, was that a big old batch you did it purposely? Like, did you dump a batch for that or you just kind of planned no, it was a, it was for a that? a triple even? IPA that just, just slightly above what we wanted. So okay. we, we hop creeped it on purpose and, uh, which we did just a little bit warmer and just kind of let it go. The next day it was kicking up again and dropped a, and dropped a, some degrees. Okay. Smart. You got a smart. Have you played with the, <laughs> uh, change your name to smart brewing company. <laughs> it's probably taken. Com- yeah, taken. Yeah, it's Sorry. probably taken. Yeah, looked, looked it up right for now. that one. <laughs> <laughs> Have you played with the, uh, with the Berkeley yeast, uh, yeast that does the throw diacetyl? Yeah, but we've also we use ALDC in all of our beers. Okay, uh, we dose it with the yeast. Is that the enzyme? Yeah, yeah. that's the enzyme that prevents uh, the precursor for okay. diacetyl. Uh, but with our, we, we've used that for our lager strain now, uh, Augustino diacetyl free. So we don't have oh. to add the enzyme. 
we were willing to anyway. I mean, we had we had another enzyme, Clarix, yep. uh, to help. Um, you repitch off that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I think it's going some multiple generations now. I'm hey? taking notes here from I know, the, but uh, you're ready. Yeah, let's do it. You're going to do a double IPA tomorrow at the pub, aren't you? No, I'm going to do one of these stouts and put it away for two years and yeah. do the show with these guys in two years. <laughs> you do have the world's largest barrel facility, potentially. We potentially right? So yes. <laughs> you could do We haven't really things. tapped into that, but, uh, you yeah. know. Yeah. Because we're making watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey. You could barrel age it. Look, got to make that dollar. Or a slushy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, slushy time. Yeah. All right, John. Have any more beer. This Let's been, get out of here. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much, all of you, Sully. I'm so happy to Dude, see you I back here. Dude, I can't believe it. I, I I love you. I've missed you. I missed you too, man. I was yeah. really glad you answered my text, period, and then also said, yes, I'll do the show. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's been fun to have you here, and I hope you do it again. Well, if, I'm, if you uh, invite me back, if I make the cut, I'll, I'll gladly come back. You've made the cut, and you'll see me at the at the pub if you're, you know, if you're there after game time. Well, so. I'll, I'll be there before, and when I go to my suite, and you go to your seat up in, like, the third level, <laughs> yeah, there uh, we, go. we can... We can have a conversation. Yeah, it's literally a big level. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, we'll be walking in. I'll be going in like the, the club suite area. Like, okay, Justin. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be later. like, oh, I'm just going to the bathroom. Mine's down there, yeah, but I'll see Celebrities with yeah. me. I gotta, I gotta go. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Derek, Corey, thanks again for being here. Thank you. Uh, go Thank to moxabrewing.com. That was aggressive. Uh, <laughs> check, <laughs> check out everything you need to know over at moxabrewing.com. And uh, we'll see you next time right here on this session.